0: Hey folks, I would like to begin the episode by reminding you that DuckStream is happening uh, next weekend as you're listening to this. It's going to be happening December the 16th, 17th, and 18th, beginning at 9 p.m. Eastern on Friday, going all the way through to 9 p.m. Eastern on Sunday, streaming at twitch.tv slash duckfeedtv in support of the Transactive Gender Project Uh, Please watch and please give if you can. Uh, It'll be a good time. There's fun live events happening uh, on the Portland side. uh, And then I'm doing uh, Resident Evil randomizer mod stuff on my side. It is a good time, or it's going to be. Uh, So thanks in advance if you're going to watch and give. I would also like to thank some folks. I would like to thank Brooks Thorup, Alex Case, and James Quixel. Uh, these are people who have gone to patreon.com slash DuckFeedTV and helped us out. You can be like them and get cool stuff in return. Thanks so much. Oh, also, here's an episode of the show. <music>
1: This is Gary Butterfield, this is Cole Ross, and you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a Games Club podcast. And this
0: week, we are continuing our discussion of Torment, Tides of Numenera, the CRPG developed by and put out on PC and such in 2017.
1: Yeah, the sequel to Torment, Bolds of Numenera, (laughs) and Torment, uh, boy, what Downey of Numenera.
0: I can not think you know, of that many
1: other detergents. Oh, there Five, we go. Okay. Cold. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, bounce. Bounce.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Bounce is specifically a little piece of garbage you throw in with your dryer.
0: That may or may not and give you, you cancer? Not,
1: yeah, yeah. Yeah, that you have to throw away later. I think that's what Bounce <laughs> is. Um,
0: oh, man. I wish I could remember I, uh, any, any of the detergents that Skinner looks at when he's fired. It's a great bit. Yeah, it's, not, it's
1: it's barely a joke. I don't know how you write something like that. Um, now that Liv has moved in, she uses dryer balls uh, mm-hmm. and they get wrapped up in my clothing. Uh, and I believe in them. I'm not skeptical of them. But it does mean when I pull out my clothes, a bunch of balls come bouncing out everywhere like it's a clown party. You know, I was like, whoa, go, come here, you little guys. Like I have to go chase them around the basement. Like oh, Tiago Sacks and shit. It's a it's a farce. It's Joker yeah. Two starring Lady Gaga. <laughs> um, <laughs> like every basement. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh my gosh! uh But last time we uh, woke up as the last cast off, uh, poked around in Sega's cliffs looking for somebody to help us uh, build up one of them resonance chambers to get this big uh, crazy uh, force of evil off our backs. Maybe evil. We'll find out um mm-hmm. uh, and uh our quest is leading us looking for a tinker named mazoff and we have left yes. uh we have left Segas close headed to the uh the valley of dead heroes
1: yep and as mentioned last episode this is a linear crpg we're not coming back um the uh so we arrive in the valley of dead heroes and we get shaken down immediately yeah uh three cloaked figures uh appear they're led by someone named Kilnkar. uh the uh the the tiktok sensation that is killing pottery enthusiasts on youtube left and right um he says uh listen you need to help us find these two memorialists who have fled and i'm not letting you pass until you do uh this was really confusing to me the first time i wish that i had just been like fuck you die Uh uh-huh you know in response to this because i didn't really uh it felt real weird that he's like, you have to help us or you can't pass. You, you have, have to help us portion.
0: locate two full-grown men in this 10 by 15 area that you are it's consigned to. Zone.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I get what they're doing with this. They're introducing the conflict of this area of this yeah, like, yeah. that you're in, but like, it, it's just, uh, it was real silly.
0: Yeah. I just told them to fuck off. <laughs> Intimidated them into running away. Uh these guys, these, these these hooded figures, are uh from the children of the endless gate. Uh mm-hmm. they're kind of the the, the the bad guys uh in this area, uh explicitly doing destructive things. We met one of them back uh in the underbelly when we were uh messed around with that cannibal cult uh yes. as well. One of them was just a, they even the cannibals cast this person out. Um yeah. and they're uh, the related other, to that
1: murder. Yeah.
0: Yeah. and the, the the other faction here are the memorialists, which are people who have decided to dedicate their lives to trying to maintain this burial valley that kind of happens to have no humans remain and no human
1: remains in it yeah it's uh it's it's names and epigraphs and stuff. yes, yeah you know that were there. this huge necroplex there mm-hmm. um there are the two guys that they're looking for are hidden in a little board behind you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you can you can pull them out and they're like, oh thank goodness, you know. And they'll kind of give you the lowdown. Yeah. When yeah. you uh walk further in, there's some some miscellaneous doodads and like floating orbs and, and stuff to interact with. Uh they're just, you know, <laughs> Numenero being weird. Mm-hmm. Uh the first major point of interest, if you go up on this uh scaffolding here, up into the right, there's a little alcove. Yeah. And uh Aratus, when he gets close to this and as he's getting there, he starts losing it a little bit. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, even like right before you walk in the front gates, he's like, "Hey, you know, definitely, definitely, this is a place I want to be." You know, um, yep. not being sarcastic, like, "Oh, I'm so into this," uh, but uh, you know, it's clear that he is not able to speak what he is actually feeling. Um, yes. uh, you know, kind of wants you to, to 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 warn you off of stuff. If you go up to that um to that alcove, uh, you find some interesting. Uh, not human remains, but uh, evidence that, uh, that that he was that somebody was there. It says ebony yes. alcove with an open kind of uh, vault or container, and there's a shepherd's crook in it.
1: Yeah, uh, and the shepherd's crook uh, makes Eretis lose his mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, he really doesn't like it. He acts really strange. He's very uncomfortable. Yeah, you know uh, he re- you'll remember is uh, being here with a small boy who went to sleep and never woke up. When right. you grab this crook, uh, Aretas appears in the labyrinth, mm-hmm. in your mind zone. Yeah, uh, And you can go talk to him and kind of get a little bit of the lowdown. We're not going to have the full story just yet. No, no. Uh, this is unraveled uh, slowly, but this mm-hmm. is the the beginning of hinting that Erebos is not the himbo, or eratus mm-hmm. is not the uh, the himbo that he seems to be.
0: Yes. Uh, but you talk to the spirit of him, you know, kind of inside your doggin, uh and this is him without the golden aura. Um, and looking much more weary, right? He's saying, yeah, "Yeah, I was this like beast herder. I heard of these things called yoles. Um, Mm -hmm. and I've, you know, one ran away and I followed it down into the valley. And then I, I opened this box full of demons that possessed me. Uh, this is heartbreaking and horrifying. Like it's some real, the endless stuff. They don't let me sleep. I'm hungry all the time. They don't think of me as real. I'm their toy.
1: (laughs) Uh, and they're, we, we learned the, the name of them a little bit later, but very specifically, uh, the, the really great touch. It's, it's very The Endless. Mm-hmm. Um, they are called The Audience. Yes. Um, it is this meta thing about what a hero should be. Like, right. f- what's fun to watch. And uh, we're going to try to find a way to help our boy. Uh, unless yeah. you misclick like me. <laughs> and you say, supercharge my boy. <laughs> Burn this candle at both ends.
0: Uh, have, have him fall apart like that one guy in Highlander 2.
1: <laughs> yeah, fuck him, kids. I, I accidentally I misclicked Eritus uh, and oh, decided no. to roll with it. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> uh, I, I will deal with my heartbreak. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: the place where we're headed to is the, the entrance to, to the Necropolis itself. Um mm-hmm. uh you can either go there or if you die at all uh like <laughs> you know whenever i want to visit the labyrinth i just get down on my hands and knees and slurp at a neon a neon
1: orange puddle <laughs> yeah you just drink the goo yeah <laughs> just some some just goo. drink
0: drink the drink the goo billy
2: yeah
1: uh, <laughs>
0: So, uh, but if you die, you wake up, uh, at the kind of entrance to this, uh, to, to, to this necropolis, uh, kind of in the middle of this, uh, face off, uh, the, the yes. cult leader here is named Motley. Uh, and, uh, he's standing here with a bunch of memorialists. The The memorialists have, uh, sealed the entrance to the, uh, uh, to, to, to the necropolis the to tomb keep them that away. Has
1: the, yeah. The, yes. So they can get access to where the, uh, the Lord of the endless gate is in a fear. Yes. They're like their leader mm-hmm. uh, and they're hostages. They're, they're tied up and, and and everything. Um, I took them out. Uh, okay. The, uh, the endless gate guys here, mm-hmm. um, regardless of either you take them out or you convince them, um, you can talk to the memorialist who is, uh, you can also get the password for the endless gate, mm-hmm. uh, here. Uh, I just, you know, this is where I was like, Oh yeah. Oh, these guys, fuck them. Um, <laughs> the, uh, but regardless of how you do it, you're going to get the code. To get yes,
0: in. yeah um I, I intimidate them into believing that i am more powerful than their lord which actually ends up being true you're yeah,
1: uh, a main character of a game
0: yeah i know right yeah um and uh, the memorialists live and um you can use the code that makina gave you uh on this little panel here what this um with what, what this necropolis is uh, 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 most of all it's a way to
1: to show you kickstarter names god <laughs> do i love looking at just Effectively infinite yep. names of gamers. Yeah, can you imagine the riches? Like the big book of gamer names for free. It came with the software you already bought. The um, it, it's a it's a pretty clever diegetic way to include Kickstarter backers. Mm-hmm. If if you gotta do it, it yeah. it's gonna history is gonna look back so weirdly on this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, where like everything there's a lot of guys with goatees in games, and there's a lot of. You know, anachronistic uh, text because of this.
0: I mean, like uh, some of the best games I've played do it. Like there's one of these in Hollow Knight.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they they do it. Like it's not, I don't damn the game because you got to get the game made. Games Uh are expensive. It's just sad that we're here, I guess. (laughs) It's given us
0: a lot to think about.
1: and And it bugs me that Kickstarter backers don't try to play along yes you know like in this one so the way this works is this gigantic complex where you can teleport to different cells i don't know exactly how many there are but there are maybe six or seven of them that are plot noteworthy Mm -hmm. all the rest of them have two tiers of kickstarter backers either they can put their name or they can put their name in a little epitaph and like every once in a while i'll find one where it's like oh this person's trying to be a character in the world that's pretty fun yeah Mm -hmm. you know and then it's like oh shit it's it's dr chills who's like never frag on first and like what the hell does that mean (laughs) you know (laughs) like damn it dr chills Mm -hmm. you know it it, it's it works because tides of numenera can be anything like this could literally be in the canon these dead gamers (laughs) you know (laughs) built upon world upon world first world gamer (laughs) you know but, I love my uh, dead
0: gamer's son.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, but like, I don't know. It's just, it's frustrating because there are things that get unlocked by hitting random. And mm-hmm. there's a guy outside who uh, wants you to read these epitaphs and you get rewards once you've read a certain number of them.
2: Oh, yeah. I didn't
0: fuck with that. He wanted me to do like 20 of them.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's, I don't know how far that goes. Like how many you can do to get rewards. But like... right thank god i do not have a min maxing gene where i have to optimally play because i i do not want to read a thousand gamer names or maybe no. uh, tens of thousands hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. of gamer names. I don't know. so it's it's
0: five digits that can go up that can go up to five um yes uh, a, a piece so i can't do that math in my head but it is you know some somewhere less per. yeah yeah so yeah, uh per, 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 pos, you know, definitely tens of thousands. Well, no, they probably didn't have tens of thousands backers thousands, let's say
1: yeah, it's it's hard to tell, and we never will tell. Nope. Uh, and I don't want to tell.
0: I'm not going to count um, the stars in the sky,
1: yeah, just like count these grains of sand. Uh, the Maina gave us a code that we use. the way you do this is through a code. I think this is a, actually a smart way to do an effectively infinite space with no budget, yes, like having you just dial into identical rooms, basically. Mm-hmm. With these codes, like it gives the impression of it going on forever without actually having to do it. Yeah. Um, metkina gave us a code that will take us to the first cast offs tomb. Um, where there's a, a mural at the far end that can take us, uh, where we're going to Mielavest. Vest. Um, but there are side quests we got to do. Yeah. So we don't want to just leave, yeah, leave these, uh, these people. To it's a min- it's a mini hub. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when we get to the necropolis, the first of these, uh, if we enter in the cultist, uh, code. We can go to this vault This and this is, feels like a major quest. Mm-hmm. Um, we can go to where the Endless Gate is, Interferes Gate, yeah. uh, where he's calling to his cultist. Uh, they get absorbed in this gate and we can follow them to our realm. <laughs>
0: um, uh, it yeah. is it is a realm of uh of shadow these cultists have been promised eternal reward here uh but uh this is kind of a the whole vibe of this place uh are is sus to me um mm-hmm. no no it kind of kind of feeds off of pain so are these there are these walls that are actually the animate live flesh of the victims that uh, yeah. were were made that way uh you know to just kind of suffer forever to power whatever engine is at the heart of this. And you can um, either go through a whole bunch of the, go through a whole bunch of the um, uh, cultists, or you can cut these open and just make the final, the final encounter more difficult uh, when you get yes. there. Yes,
1: yeah. I I fought the cultist because the 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 people are like, oh, put us out of our misery, and then somebody else who's connected to the wall of flesh is like, don't do that. It's just it's what it wants. Oh, you know? huh. You know, because uh, that it, it makes the uh, you know, it makes the thing more powerful at the mm. end. Um, so I fought through what's really cool when you fight is uh, there's a, a little like dark spot. That's on the turn order thing. Mm-hmm. When that comes up, a gigantic maw grows out of the wall and sucks everything towards it. Ooh! and anything that gets close to it takes a lot of damage and it will absorb uh cultists. I didn't, I worked really hard to keep my party members away from it. Cause I didn't, okay. didn't know if that was just like Rin can't get eaten. Uh, I don't know if that would, they would just be gone or not. Right. Uh, it didn't happen, but it's, I, I, since this was the thing that would get more powerful, I'm like, I do not want this to eat cultist. Like mm-hmm. I want to kill the cultist before they get eaten by this thing. Um, yeah. so it was really interesting, like in a, in a game without a lot of interesting combat encounters. Mm-hmm. Um, it had, a, it was a well-designed little CRPG counter combat encounter.
0: Yeah. That's a, that's a neat way to use the arena. Yeah, um, I liked that. Yeah, but the boss of this place, interfere, uh, <laughs> damned if it's not another cast off these yeah. guys are everywhere yeah uh and you know he did he decided his place was to basically uh, lead a cult in worship of this um of of of, of this uh being, whatever this whatever, thing is yeah, yeah. W- w- whatever it is yeah, yeah you know and i and i asked him like like hey so oh, yeah, yep yep this is my way of getting away from the shadow of course yeah okay gotcha mm-hmm. oh, um can can uh, yes the sorrow and ask him like hey yeah. can, can you stop because your followers are killing people and that's not good and also can you close the gate <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. and and he says you know uh he speaks in kind, in a fear i find a little bit annoying he speaks in uh kind of lyrical riddles constantly. yeah um, he's one
0: of the more theatrical uh, yes. uh you know, some of the more theatrical dialogue uh, you know just uh, it t- talks about like the 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 boundless and barren you know stuff like that just lots of uh re- repeat adjectives that happen to have uh consonants to them
1: yeah. alliteration yeah like you know, the, the silly, silly little fuck the um and it, it really kind of speaks to the general writing tension in Titus Numenera, I think where like ideas are all A+ and then the prose you know, goes between a C plus and like a B minus, like a lot of the times, like sometimes it's very good, but it's always Mm -hmm. twice the number of words you would need. Yeah. You know, like it's always very purple. Uh, he, he, you know, exemplifies that. Um, he has you interpret a dream, uh, that he has. Uh, and I don't know if you can do this right or wrong. This might just work regardless of what you say, because it, it has the, it's not a riddle. It's not asking you for, there's it doesn't feel like there's a right answer. It's interpreting a dream. You know, mm-hmm. it gives you a an array of plausible interpretations. Yeah. I don't think it matters which one you choose. When you do, you get to the end. You convince him, like, "Hey, this gate is is tearing you apart. Uh, you have to close it." And he will go into your brain as a reflection. He'll go live in the labyrinth uh, <laughs> there, and you can talk to him, and you can get a permanent upgrade his intimidation skill uh, that he has, which is like a plus two or plus one to two stats and a minus one to another one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, good 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 uh on the balance
0: yeah good on that uh, yeah it's uh he's not pleased to be in to be trapped in your mind you know he was king yeah. of a realm uh now he's now he's
1: a paon he's a pawn of a realm <laughs> you know uh and we, it's it's we all got to be in a realm but it's just whether you're the big fish in the realm or the little fish mm-hmm. in the realm
0: yeah you're in this realm with me i'm not in this realm with you
1: yeah uh and this this realm is does seem very boring there's nowhere <laughs> to sit <laughs> like i would fucking hate the labyrinth <laughs> like there's not even those little pads they give grocery checkers to stand on yeah like can you imagine the foot pain
0: oh the varicose veins at the very least
1: yeah yeah Ugh. bad realm uh <laughs> bad mind realm uh there's a weirdo who's on this little platform this guy named phoenix uh who you can talk to outside of the memorial um he seems to only kind of half exist, and he's standing on top of this gigantic beast skull you talk to him and again you're kind of dealing with some some real theatrical stuff mm-hmm. um, you know you're answering these uh, kind of Talmudic questions about existence yeah uh, and you find out he's he does not know why he's there um, he gives you this note with some strange numbers on it which you then know uh, correspond to a vault yeah. in Necropolis. acropolis uh you head there this uh, monument that you find is not shaped like his head this is a repeating element is weirdly it? enough yeah, yeah it looks like it's it's gonna be important but if you just do some random Oh, because huh. I couldn't remember if anything happened, you'll run into this asset reused. Okay.
0: Yeah. I just, uh, I, I, I mean, it was, it was in his tomb. So I was like, Oh, probably, probably it him. Made tons
1: of sense. Yeah. It's it's just, it's what they, one of the things they have instead of tombstones in this world is this weird face, <laughs> this this weird stone head uh, thing. <laughs> ostentatious yeah
0: um but um uh his memorial the epitaph talks about you know he figured out how to alter time and space but death still came for him um and this marker that he built here you know kind of knows that there are these fragments of him out there uh that uh you know might be hanging around it calls to them so him half existing in this world was brought here basically to you know inhabitant of carcosa look at this uh stone and realize oh shit
1: i'm dead bye yeah <laughs> yep and he and he he pieces out um there's a quest called the severed child which uh this is so i wonder uh if i looked at all the designers of this you know how in crpgs like a lot of times different people are responsible for designing different hubs yeah All these in aggregate, like, I like the idea of the Valley of Dead Heroes. Mm -hmm. A bunch of these are sloppier than other quest things. Like, the Severed Child quest just appears because you are wandering and you get a sense of this thing. Like, you get that beforehand. Like, you get this quest almost right away, and then you can ask everybody about this child uh, named Choi, and nobody knows about it you know, at first, but you can do that for the whole beginning of it. You just, the quest just comes with the area. Mm-hmm. It incepts into your head. It's silly.
0: Yeah. And, and I don't just, know
1: what this really adds up to. Like <laughs> this feels superfluous to me.
0: Yeah. You just like, this is just a way to learn that the cultists are actually bad guys. They're not like the, uh, the cannibals in the, in the underbelly because like yeah. by, by going and looking at her vault, uh, you 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 can get a memory. You can you pick up like, oh yeah, the cultist brought her here and you know skinned her so they could feed her to the endless gate. Oh, and also I believe it's her her, her dad is one of the people who you can help find at the beginning of this stage.
1: Mm, gotcha, and so you yeah, can go that, tell
0: him like, oh yeah, she's dead. <laughs>
1: hey, buddy, sorry. Uh, just all right. You know, um, I know the cultists are bad. They mm-hmm. worship something called the endless gate. This <laughs> is the uh. There's there's new stuff in the Mind Palace as well. Um, before that though, there's a couple little uh, neat bits. Yeah. Of this, um, there's an area, the area where you can rest in this is uh, some people who are deserters from the endless battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, um, talking to them unlocks a dialogue option near the end when you're asked about the endless battle. Oh, really? Uh, in a very planescape esque motion. Yeah. Like, if you talk to them, you can, re- it's like recall the stories of these people. Hmm. Blank about the endless battle. Right. Um, there's a guy who is uh, designed by the, like, I think the RPG Codex forums, uh, who the idea is it's three guys. He's all three character classes combined as one, like, horrible amalgam.
0: Of yeah. Yeah. Kind of, he, uh, and he got, he got that way because they were trying to climb up this ramp to reach, to reach the, 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 the artifact of like Prosephicus
1: Pro, or something like that. Yeah. It's, like, it's
0: like all for him in jokes.
1: Yeah. It's, it's, this area is the Kickstarter zone. <laughs> like this guy who feels like kind of a cool idea. Uh, what it ended up doing though, like like talk about people looking at this area of games feeling weird. It's not just like, oh, there's a conspicuous area where there's a thousand gamer names. It's also guys like this, which feel for all the world like they're related to something. Mm-hmm. Like this feels like a quest. He feels yeah. authored. Uh, he doesn't go. He doesn't do anything. He does a thing that only makes sense if you know the forum in joke. Yeah, uh, that kind of sucks. I don't like that. You know. Yeah, that that leaves a weird kind of gaping void. Yeah. In this zone. Yeah.
0: You know, I, I'm fine with our end jokes uh, because you have to kind of you come here to
1: get them. You know, well, we're not our, we're our... not doing a work of fiction. It's not intrusive. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's part of the the remit. Yes, you know, like if we, and also if let, let's say we made a uh, adventure game and we packed it full of invote jokes, it would just be for our fans. It wouldn't be like a big commercial release. Yeah. This would be like if you and I wrote a novel and ninety percent of it was serious stuff mm-hmm. and nothing to do with duck feed, but then at one point they go to like like New Slacton and ev- all the people are there like all no. the people from slack and it's it would just feel really fucking weird
0: yeah you know? it'd be uh it'd be incongruous yeah, yeah. Uh, for all the world i thought this was a quest i didn't make a note of it because i was waiting for it to turn into a quest yeah uh, it doesn't. But no, I, I walked up that ramp i got the mask uh yep. they, they're, they're talking about how they're three but they want to be four they're looking for a bard there is no bard to bring them um yep. yeah
1: you know rpg codex joke i guess. You know, and and like they they paid a lot of money. I'm glad they mm-hmm. made, got the game made, but yeah, it's, artist it, it's a really great like example of what happens when commercial concerns and artistic concerns clash. Mm-hmm. You know, in in modern the reality of modern make, video game making. Yeah, um, yeah,
0: it's probably one of the less the corrosive ways that that can happen. Honestly, yeah
1: it's it's not it's not a big deal. It's just yeah. you know, undeniably subtractive. Mm-hmm. while just be it's it's not very subtractive but like no i i don't know the sicko who's just like yes yes yeah i yeah. love it when there's you know references to forums i'm not part of
0: i'm happy for those people but you know it's like it's one of those, the doctor I don't, I don't i don't care but it's not good behavior yeah you know, that, that kind of behavior. thing <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> um you can there's also a couple little like uh things that pop up because we're about to leave this area uh, yes. it's it's quick. So I'm I'm doing the other thing you can uh the girl who is being stalked by the guy who resurrected her is oh, here yeah, as well. Yeah. There's yeah, nothing yeah. you can do with her. It's just nice to get closure and be like, yeah, that guy's uh for me, you know, permanently hypnotized. <laughs> um, he will not fuck with you. He's in a yeah. realm.
0: It just so uh, just so she doesn't have to be looking over her shoulder for the rest of her yeah. life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um uh, there's also some, something you can do with Alligurn. There's like a um uh like a a, a chamber. Uh, of some kind mm-hmm. up on the beast, up on the beast head. I think it has something to do with like analyzing his, uh, his tattoos or something like that. But,
1: uh, yeah, neither either of us did Algorand.
0: I wasn't fucking with Algorand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, inside your brain, um, the portion of the labyrinth where the, uh, the other three castoffs were when we hung out with the clock, the big magic clock, mm-hmm. uh, that was sealed. That's open again. So you go in there and there are sor- there's a sorrow fragment in there, uh, which we can fight uh, yeah. here um once we do this uh the cast off reflections can leave your mental landscape and head towards one of their own so good thing to do yes. um this is and this leads He's like oh there are more of them out there as well mm-hmm. um so we go and try to find other sorrow fragments that are hanging out in our brain we saw these guys escape in yeah. that first cutscene and kind of like scuttle off
0: yeah they, they um,
1: went, went went in to make their little nests and whatnot yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so fighting one of them is really tough. And then if you do this Mm -hmm. follow-up quest infestation, uh, you go to this new fathom, which has all this kind of like lab equipment. Uh, it's kind of laid out like a competitive Starcraft map.
1: Uh, <laughs> it does look like that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, where uh, there are these different platforms with um, uh, like stasis jar kind of things. And uh, the sorrow fragments, there are three of them that will spawn in um, and uh, they spawn in quickly enough that you might end up dealing with all three of them at once. Uh, mm-hmm. Very difficult, but you can use these stasis things uh, to turn on one mode to attract them and then activate them, uh, activate the pods. So it'll surge and then crystallize. Uh, the sorrow fragments, so you don't actually have to beat them toe to toe.
1: Yeah, permanently. They'll just yeah. hang out, you know, in, encased in amber inside your brain. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, the uh, So we can go through once we uh, have that portal of the first cast off's tomb in a tro- necropolis, we can go through to get to the sanctuary of Miela Vest, which again is another kind of mini hub. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game is structured very strangely. We got two little mini hubs and uh, this event, and then another major hub, and then that's basically it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and right away, we start running into characters whose names we have heard before. Uh, we run into Podge, the woman that we saw in Makino's Meerkaster, uh, when we uh, kind of witnessed the sacking of that village, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, she is not happy to see us uh, because, specifically, we opened the seal. Mm-hmm. Um, they had sealed the sanctuary behind them to keep the Sorrow out, and we went and opened it. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's heading off to the Endless Battle and we can ask her some questions. She is on the side of the first uh, cast off the endless battle uh, to remind everybody it's people who are loyal to the changing God and people who are loyal to the first cast off. Yeah.
0: We don't know what their split was. Um, uh, yet. yet. Yeah. Um, we're going to be finding that out. That's kind of one of the bigger, one of the bigger reveals. Um, uh, but you can ask like, Hey, so like you're, you're working with the first, like what's, (laughs) <laughs> like what was the plan, uh, for for all of this? And she says, "Oh, you know, the the changing God's plan was to outrun the sorrow by creating ca- by creating us castoffs, using us, and then leaving leaving us behind to slow it down." A chaff,
2: yeah, uh,
1: behind a jet, you know, Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, rough stuff. Uh, She says Mazov hasn't been seen in like a decade, uh, but somebody named Audrey's, uh, (laughs) two A's, two I's, Audrey's might uh, know or that. Uh, This is kind of a matron of this zone. Yeah. Uh, There's also where you meet this diplomat named uh, the Chalcedon. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, He is the changing god's second command. He's leading the other forces in the endless battle. I love that they just hang out here. Mm-hmm. Like they're both here at the same time because it's an endless battle. Like there's no point in being on the clock all the time. Oh, of course. Uh, he basically says that the endless battle is about this ingratitude of the cast offs. The changing God has a plan. This whole thing is a test to improve these bodies before casting them off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, we're, this, I don't want to get into it. We're going to, in two hours, mm-hmm. I'm going to talk shit about this whole conflict. Yeah. Just, just yeah. put a, put a marker in here. Uh, this was immediately the first whiff of bullshit though. Uh-huh. Where I was like, "Oh, no one would believe this. This is so stupid." Yeah. Uh like, who are you that like you have a, an entire army who believes uh-huh.
2: that you're being
1: uh manipulated, created and abused as a test? You uh-huh. manage to consp- and you manage to conscript an entire audio- like army and I helped you <laughs> like in that bar? Uh, it's just it's so dumb, yep. you know? I just uh it's a, it's a really uh hard thing to believe and hard thing for this many people to believe, I think.
0: Yeah, like if they were like, there, there's maybe an appeal to like ego on this. Like, you are you 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 are special. You are gifted. You have unlimited potential because you are as of a god. Uh, but yeah. also, you're not going to do anything with that because we're going to send you to die over and over yeah. again <laughs> in combat in
2: trench
1: warfare. <laughs> like you have unlimited potential of a god. Uh, go breathe some mustard gas and yeah. die saying your mother's name. You know, like I, I don't understand. They don't do a very good job of selling war uh, as anything other than awful. Right. You know, but the narrative requires that characters in it are okay with it. Like -hmm. talking to this guy after talking to the deserters who are all like genuinely very damaged. uh, It's just real weird that they, they spend a lot of time in reality uh, that I live in Gary, not the character spends Mm -hmm. a lot of time making me understand war is fucking awful. But this conflict has to rely on some people being like, no, 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 this is actually pretty good. Yeah. And not just you know, I understand people commit war in real life, but the soldiers are not like generally enthusiastic about it. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty outmoded idea. Uh, it's been forever since we've had a war that we fought for something that is worth believing in. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't do that anymore. We nope. just go for weird geopolitical shit that we, you know, the soldiers cannot understand and they go yeah. so they can go to college. Yep. It's, it's all horrible. you know it's just it it feels very uh weirdly medieval for a sci-fi techno future uh kind of setting you know
0: yeah it's um they they just they they really could have done a better job of building up the other side of the argument
1: i think uh and that's true the whole way down yes with uh with the with the changing god uh which again put a marker two two hours (laughs) um the uh so so we talked to him we get this information uh there's other people we can talk to there's a uh, Elkishai uh, who is this cast off in the Southeast speaks to himself uh, speaks of himself in plural uh, and we ask what happens. Uh, he found this clay glove while seeking shelter in the battle, put it on him, put it on and it let him control a golem for many years. But one day it broke and hundreds of voices flooded into his head.
0: Yes. Uh, Turns out it wasn't just some kind of like war automaton. It wasn't a golem. Uh, it was powered by a whole bunch of gods uh, inside yep. of it uh we know what this is um mm-hmm. rin looks into him and says like oh i don't recognize them and they're they're not my kind of gods they're really rude uh what happened yep. to him is is basically exactly the same as what happened to Eridus.
1: yeah they the except he had it through a power glove yes um adris is in the uh the southern part of town uh and she needs you to prove yourself before she gives you a caster with Mazov in it. She knows that you can change the past. Yes. Um, We learn about her, and the one weird little touch of this thing that's going to, again, be leveraged for a lot of thematic and narrative power in the end of the game, uh, impotently, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, She says uh, she doesn't like using her tides. You know, she believes that the tides hurt people. Right. Um, And as an example, she says, like, hey, you know, I had Calistage with me. Uh, and she's like, you know, when you arrived, uh, was you know, she asked what happened, and we, you know, you say that Callista and Elegern were were fighting. She says that's predictable. Like these bursts and tides bring conflicts into sharper focus. Yes, um, they maybe wouldn't have gotten along forever, but this brought it to the truth. You know, brought was the truth service. It was a flux,
0: right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, and we we can talk about this. She she has a point, but not mechanically. Is the thing. Yes.
1: She she has a point, not mechanically, and we also don't see it. Right. She has a point that is told to us later. Mm-hmm. It's like she tells us a thing is true. We then spend another big stretch of the game where it's not true. Mm-hmm. And then a character at the end says, No, it was actually true. Yeah. You know, uh, it's pretty unsatisfying, I think. Yeah. Uh personally. And-
0: and throughout the game, you know, if you you get prompts, right? A solution to a problem could be uh, surge tides. Uh, yeah, you know, roll roll tide. Let's see if this happens. Let's see. Let's let's yep. see how this works. Um, and that will often solve the problem with the kind of knock on effect of giving you a larger than usual spike to one of the different colors of tides within you. That is the only negative side to it. Uh, you know, plausibly. Well- if, if you're caring, if you're caring about what your dominant tide is.
1: Well, and you don't need to care about that. Nope. Because, you know, as we talked about in the first episode, it is something that is not a fully realized mechanical concern. Further, uh, at the end of the game, they say, like, actually, no, it's not just using tides. Mm-hmm. It's just hanging out.
0: Oh, it's just it, leaking like, off of you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's such a fucking cop out. I, uh-huh. I forgot how much like playing this game again. I was just like, oh, man, fuck. Like, this is great like we're gonna get to the bloom i think the bloom is awesome mm-hmm. uh, i love everything about the bloom um you know it's like oh man Eridus. oh fuck rin like yes yes G- give me these characters why why was i you know b about this game why did i feel like this was a b and then i got to the ending and i was like oh yeah fuck it's limp because it cheats yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it, it's a limp cheater it's it's shaking hands with a frozen piece of chicken you know as they say um, the, uh, yeah. So we're going to get that, but she's, she's starting one of the very few bits of lip service to what is going to be the reveal at the end. Yes. Uh, yeah. she wants you to go, uh, talk to other people. Uh, she's kind of testing you.
0: Yeah. Just like, Oh, go, go and listen to these people and bring back what you learn. Right. Yeah. Uh, and the first person that she sends you to, uh, is to a person with a villain named Melmoth. Melmoth. <laughs> <laughs> I am Melmoth.
1: It's, uh, <laughs> uh you say It's, it's hey, Gargamel's
0: deadbeat half-brother. <laughs> yeah,
1: on it's Mel- <laughs> Mel- Melmoth. Uh, he loves Smurfs. Um, the uh, Melmoth, Mel-Moth uh, you talked to him about Tides, and he's like, no, Tides rock. Uh, uh-huh. They exist to be used. Uh Darius is an idiot. And I'm like, I'd like to subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> uh, next, there are two people who are having an argument uh, about the endless battle, and you have to get them to stop fighting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because if one of them attacks the other, they have to be exiled and they're going to be sorrow bait. Yes. Um, they both describe their view on the endless battle, one of which who is right, who is like, this is dumb <laughs> and pointless. One of which is incredibly wrong. Uh-huh. Who is like, no, no, we should do the endless battle.
0: Yeah. You
1: know? And
0: as far as I can tell, there's really no cost associated with the saying like, hey, listen, you guys can have your disagreements, but do you want to start a fucking war? or make a make a war within a war do you want to break the truce in the sanctuary like and ruin this it's it's not a gameplay thing
2: it's not a
1: puzzle like there's no statistical or resource cost for this you just say hey what if you guys didn't do this and they go you know what it's been hundreds of years but i never considered that (laughs) Uh, and then they do it like there should be a cost to this yeah you know i i like the way this area ends a lot Uh Uh, but up until this point it's all tying into the grand you know this this game which is good on the micro and vapid on the macro yeah um, here Uh, when you go back and talk to her she's like what do you think about the endless battle I'm like it's fucking stupid it's the endless battle (laughs) I followed a trail of breadcrumbs that began with endless and ended with battle Um, then this is good enough for her she's like why did I send you on these things I was like oh to get different perspectives and she's like Mm -hmm. that's exactly it I'm like cool give me the goddamn plot coupon (laughs) (laughs) Uh, gives you the Marecaster. uh this belonged to a cast off named zirian and this was the last time anyone saw Mazov.
0: yeah and you go into this uh and you are in uh an alien kind of landscape this is like a volcanic mountain range uh you're walking along a path that is like a a spine of a huge beast and the uh like the rib cages are jutting out above you like his obsidian ribs are uh, jutting out um Mm -hmm. and uh uh you know i'm like hanging around and you know l- looking for a path yeah. i run into some
1: Oh, good yeah, it's kind of like a little te- like miniature text adventure but there's a yes. right way to go like you can go around and pick up some items and stuff you can yeah. run into some critters yeah uh, these fire white things but they, it's just sourcebook stuff like it doesn't really mm-hmm. relate to our reason for no. being here
0: no no i got killed by those fire whites because i couldn't discern how they communicate <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, oh, I think I can I think I can I can understand their language of temperature fluctuations. And they just all like converged on me.
1: What um, happens when you die in the mirrorcaster?
0: So in this one, you just wake up. Um, you you like the this thing called the chimera uh gets a hold of you uh, and brings you in so you can speak with Mazov. So it's not a failure.
1: Oh, interesting. Because so I was looking at the notes here, and it's like you said you could ask to speak with Mazov, and he opens a viewing screen. I went over to where if you don't get captured, or if you don't die and go oh. here, you can walk into this place and talk to him and then just go walk over and talk to Mazoff. Oh. Huh. You, you say, like, can I talk to Mazoff? And you go over to him physically. He doesn't open a viewing screen. Huh. So there's some differences here, but there are differences without distinction. Like, yeah, this is this doesn't really, this is backstory. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, you can be like, Hey, Mazoff, what's up with this residence chamber? And he says, reactivating this is a really bad idea. Um, the changing god wants to use it. To, uh, to defeat the sorrow by using that chamber to merge all of the castoffs back into his body yeah
0: uh, uh some and, kind of reverse and, clown car
1: yes you'll everyone will die you know jamie madrox will will absorb all of his dupes mm-hmm. um you also find out that the first uh first castoff is still alive and she knows a way to use the uh, resonance chamber without sacrificing everyone
0: okay you know. cool yahtzee Why isn't anybody listening to her?
1: Yes. We got to go check out this person. Uh, The first cast off is in the bloom, but we don't know where. However, uh, what this is, I think this is really cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, We get pulled out of this dream. Like before we get more information, we're pulled out of the mirror caster because while this has, uh, we're in the labyrinth, we get pulled in the labyrinth near the specter. Uh, And this is where we find out the reveal the specter who has been like, only kind of helpful. Yeah. All all at this point, one of my favorite things that happens is you'll be like, "Is there anything new that happened in the labyrinth?" Which uh-huh. would be very useful in a game with a, a hub. Yeah. You know. And he goes, "You tell me. It's your brain. You know, go <laughs> explore. Like, I'm not here to do this ease of use thing for <laughs> you, player." Um. The the reason why he's so unhelpful is he he says like, "Listen, you know, you're I'm not part of you. You're part of me. I'm the changing god. Mm-hmm. Why not let me drive?" Yeah, hey, why don't you uh, you know, just uh
0: just, just 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 take a step back and you know, here we go. We know where the first is now, right? So we can go yep. take care of her once and for all. Um yeah. like, you know, he doesn't think the first way is real, that's not going to work. Um, and it becomes abundantly clear in the way that he's talking to us. He doesn't think doesn't think the cast offs are real in a way that matters or that he can care about. They're just elements of him that he left behind that only have sentience because of basically happenstance.
1: Yes. Again, for, for being a central conflict of the game does not make a strong enough argument for this.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, you engage in a psychic battle. There are a bunch of different things you can do. Um, you can talk about what happened with him leaving that probability machine on under Saga's cliffs with the, uh, Mm -hmm. the women, we're being, uh, I unleash the world words of craw. On him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do that. I fucking, I'm Annie Oakley with that shit. I, I unleash that at moment's notice. Um, everyone gets the words of craw.
0: Yeah. Uh, I, I, I kept the words of craw in. Um, but, uh, I still managed to get out of this.
1: Yeah. It's just, a, it's just a test. Mm-hmm. um, you know, and eventually you are forced to, no matter how you weaken them, I think this is also a foregone conclusion. Yeah. You have to use the tides against them. I think that what they're doing here is having one mandatory use of the tides mm. in the plot uh, to make you complicit in its dumb tides are evil, but maybe yeah. they're not, but maybe who knows. Yeah. think at the end. Um, Something like that. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I had done every non-standard way to weaken them, but there was nothing I could do other than unleash the tides. Mm-hmm
0: yeah and uh, that just gets him to say all right battle's done mm, yep. why don't you figure out how to do this uh which is a which is really dumb uh when you think about what his actual plan is he needs your body and he's leaving he's leaving you to go deal with this uh uh to go deal with this threat that he knows is coming
1: yeah uh it's silly yeah uh, again the main plot tides in numero dumb short stories yeah. great yes uh when you reappe- reappear in Mila Vest, I, I have a real uh, weakness for this kind of thing. Like, you've been doing a battle in the psychic realm and things have been going to shit mm-hmm. in the real world. I really <laughs> like that. Yeah. Uh, this whole area has been exploded and under assault from the Sorrow. <laughs> um, this, like, red and black fire. is uh, Everything's on this on fire. There are all these tentacles everywhere. There are mm-hmm. those little uh, tentacle creeps around. And we start a really complicated crisis. Yeah, this uh, rules. Here. Yeah, this is great. Uh, I really like this. Um, So we need to save as many castoffs as we can on our way to get to the teleporter. Yes. Uh, And this is complicated. There's a lot of things you have to do, like uh, get through debris and shit on your way to help people and then convince them to go off.
0: Yes. On your own. Uh, Which can take a couple of turns sometimes. Uh, and you know, not all your, not all of your characters can, uh, can smash the debris out of the, out of the way. Right. Not all of your characters can pass the speech tests. Um, and it is just, everything is just so thoroughly gone to shit. Um, and, uh, you know, like you are. Uh, turning on these little field generators to like keep to like clear a path of this uh, mm-hmm. of this uh, sorrow fire that does damage to you. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, eventually these are going to be turned off because, you know, like you you can you can try doing this. You're not going to get everybody away before the sorrow itself actually shows up towering as big as a skyscraper over this plateau.
1: Yeah, uh, big, very Lady of Pain. Yes, uh, ask. Um, the way that she works mechanically is on her turn, she can blow up, uh, one of these generators, the generators keep the fire away and it will weaken any of her, uh, little tentacle mm-hmm. that are in it, gives them a negative fettle, uh, or she can just one shot, uh, and, a, a, a cast off Yeah, you know, who's here, including your party members and they will be dead forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to keep them away from her. Uh, yes. it seems like she favors like unnamed NPCs and the named NPCs mm-hmm. than party members, but if you are bad enough at this there are real consequences. Yes. Um fun trivia, uh ori- they give her this outlandish health pool. Originally, um she did not have regeneration. Okay. But somebody figured out how to kill her uh, through just having high enough dodge. <laughs> um like she could not hit them oh, that's um, so so somebody you know killed her and it the game doesn't want that to happen it doesn't work so they eventually just made her regenerate uh an insane amount of hp per round yeah so even if you the best you can do is a stalemate where she can't hit you but you can't damage her mm-hmm.
0: i mean um, so so much is stacked against you on this this is not made yeah you're not it's not an it's kind a, of being made, made to win
1: yeah yeah it's not it's not combat combat happens in it you, know, mm-hmm. you can also just run away from the tentaclings like this is yeah. a cool execution of the way to mechanize uh broader role playing situations other than combat, yes. you know, which which tend not to be handled mechanically in CRPGs.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, like, yeah. like this feels like a like more mechanically intricate homage to like the floating continent in uh, Final Fantasy six, actually oh, like, yeah. getting getting away from that, you know, the, 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 the time thing to me.
1: And with something that happens later, there's there's Final Fantasy like fan stuff in this. (laughs) It's a but it to me, in terms of it versus the floating continent, it is cooler to do it this way than to have random encounters pop up. Oh, of course. Yeah, Yeah, of course. You know, like that. That's that's a coward's way of doing this. Well,
0: I mean, Um, also 20 years earlier. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, of course. You know, it's just it's interesting that they figured out a way to do it other than just like, I don't know, fight. And it's Be like back. it's super dramatic too
0: because you know um uh, uh A- 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 Adresse, um mm-hmm. uh, she decides all right I'm gonna use the tides never used them in my life um I'm gonna you know d- distract her uh because the uh the, the the sorrow blows up the teleporter pad uh that we uh, that was the primary escape route. Um, and Adrius says, Oh, this little, this weird little pyramid over there. Uh, it'll take a while to figure out how to work it, but hopefully it will still get you where you need to go. Uh, and she starts trying to keep the sorrow busy by firing off her little tide, little, little, little little tide maelstroms.
1: Yeah. Magic missiles at it. Uh, she, the sorrow will eventually kill her. There's no way to save her. Right. Um, you make your way over there and it's complicated task to get over to this uh, pyramid. You get there, uh, they're on the way you have to stop and talk to different cast offs and convince them uh, to fight. It's so, like Melmoth is like, you leave me alone. I've lived a long enough life. Uh-huh. And you have to be like, no, no, you didn't. And, and convince them <laughs> otherwise.
0: Um, and convince him tell him this isn't how the story of Melmoth ends.
1: <laughs> yeah. Can he, this is, this isn't the Melmoth I fell in love with. Um, <laughs> you're going through and doing that and you get to the end, you can force uh, the pyramid uh, you can use tides to bypass it. Basically. Oh, huh. Um, the game said not to use tides at this point, but I did that because I was running out of time. Right. Um, it's interesting cause you, you, you lost everybody except for the arguing couple. I could not convince the arguing couple cause I sent Eritus oh. that way. And he's a himbo and he's not good at convincing people of things. <laughs> uh, so they said they were going to stop and, and try to save people and, uh, Aratus couldn't convince them. So they stayed behind. I saved everyone else. Oh, huh. Um,
0: yeah, no, I only got them because, like, my best my best talker was my main character, was the last cast-off. So, like, I had everybody else going and doing all the technical stuff while my guy was going around talking to everybody. <laughs> Come on, guys.
1: I, I kept trying to have Ren talk to everybody because she couldn't do anything else. Yeah. But the turns didn't always line up that way. the Thing everybody gets teleported away, uh, all yourself, uh, in this gigantic uh, you got it in the notes as a Zerg chamber, and that's very, it's very Zerg, mm-hmm. um, in this big flesh cave. Like you are inside a large intestine next to mm-hmm. a gigantic sphinx, sphinxster. Mm-hmm. The, the sphinxster hey, riddle me this, hey. it's Uncle Sphinxster, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's, who's got two hands and neither of them have a beer in it, <laughs> yeah, got your nose, got my nose. Uh, the, uh, that's me the, uh, the um, uh, In we're in a, we're a totally different zo- zone this is the bloom this is our mm-hmm. second of two major hubs in the game and we meet this man named uh, dracogen uh, also a fun villain name Yep. Yeah. who explains what's going on I yeah. Think. So the
0: bloom is a city that happens to be built inside of, we never see
1: the outside of it.
0: Uh, I, yeah, I, I have no idea.
1: That's part of my favorite parts of this. Like oh, I love it. Yeah. We, we find out where it's geographically located. Yeah. It, it exists in the world. It is to the southeast of Sagas Cliffs. Mm-hmm.
0: Like it's you, dang. you, you look down on this from sagus cliffs or you can, yeah. um, but you only ever see it from the inside. It is this, this gigantic unknowable monstrosity that has maws that has these mouths, uh, and tunnels that end up, um, reaching out either to other worlds or so far away in the, in the ninth world that it might as well be a different planet. And um, you you yeah. op- you open these malls by feeding it something that it wants, most often, uh some kind of like violent criminal.
1: It it wants what's it. so this is clearly uh this game's kind like ten percent sweaty attempt to emulate the doors in sigil, right? Yes. Uh the doors in sigil, the whole idea is anything with three sides, you know, or any enclosed space can be a door, and the key mm-hmm. can be anything. So like there's the quest in that where somebody's whistling and they happen to be whistling the tune that is the key. Mm-hmm. So when they walk under this underpass, they get teleported. Yeah, uh, that is the horror. This is the only time I think uh, in Tides of Numenera where they directly lift a Planescape Torment idea and improve upon it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the Maws a little bit better than that because it's not accidental. Um, opening the Maws is uh, something you want, but mm-hmm. you don't know what they want. Right. And you can go to them uh, and walk up to them and it can open like it wants mm-hmm. you, but you have no idea of knowing what part of you it wants. And right. it takes something like it mm-hmm. will eat you. You'll be spit out, but you don't know if you will lose something physical or something like metaphysical. Yes. And that is a A plus 100% idea. Mm-hmm. I think. Like we got to get out of here and I might go through this and I might lose my heart and die. Yep. You know, sometimes people die from from the maw uh i might lose something like that's not fatal but important and tangible like my arm and mm-hmm. it will cauterize it like you won't die from this you just don't get an arm anymore yeah it's all on your arm but then like later we run into people who like they lose their sense of fear that, lose, the, that's you know, the
0: coolest one like that is the guy you know just like oh he's the guy at the bar who got stuck and got, got struck by a lightning 66 times in the head Right? Exactly, like he like, lost a couple of legs and an arm. Like, oh, it took my sense of fear, but based on what I do, that's actually not a bad thing.
1: It took a sense <laughs> of taste and smell, and he's like, "No, that's yeah. great. I'll just eat vegetables and stuff." And then he rolled the dice the third time, and took both his legs. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, fuck!" <laughs> you know, like it's such a good idea and so uh, rich adventure hook. Uh huh. Like, think about uh, like you could you could use this as a starting point to do Hearts of Stone yeah you know like the guy a guy loses uh loses this elemental part of him mm-hmm. you know through this uh, you can there's just it just feels very rich like there are a lot of cool ideas and it it has cool world building consequences like in this world we're gonna we're gonna learn about this in a second we start talking about the side quest the people who are criminals who become slaves in this they serve for a year and then they go through a maw mm-hmm. or they're bought to be put through a maw yeah. like I would like to open this mall because I'd like to see where it goes. I need a volunteer. Once they go through it, they're considered a new person and they're free. Mm -hmm. So they have to roll the dice on what this thing wants from them. Right. So it's a really good, like unknowable Lovecraftian alien intelligence.
0: Yeah. It's like, okay, you can either be executed or you can take what's in the mystery box.
1: Yes. Uh, And the mystery box can be not just, you know, things, but also parts of you, Mm -hmm. memories, stuff like that. It's really neat. Yeah. Uh, Love the bloom.
0: It's really, really good. Um, And that's just the thing. Physically, there is this whole society that has cropped up inside of it uh, that is basically uh, like a house of cards made entirely out of protection rackets. Yes.
1: It is also the crime zone.
0: Yeah. I mean, like, and it makes a little bit of sense given how much money would go through here and also how unpleasant it is to be
1: inside this. Yes. Imagine the smell, Gary.
0: Imagine the smell.
1: You, You literally get pooped out into it. Yeah, from like an anus, like it's and and that is the win condition for this is to go into a butthole, <laughs> and not just your dick or your tongue. Like I'm talking about your whole body.
0: Yeah, all. You know, you're not
1: it. you're not fingering a prostate. It's, you are walking your nose, mouth, and taste buds and eyeballs into a butthole.
0: It's it's you know? it's like the climax of the uh, of the David Duchovny movie Evolution.
1: It's exactly like the climax of the David Duchovny movie Evolution.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're, yeah. You, you get, you get unbirthed through many anuses through the course of this, but, um, uh, but like, because the ninth world is all about gathering and finding this new manera and figuring out ways to exploit it. What's the best way to get cool new stuff is basically to use this fast travel, like just prospect out through one of these malls, see where it gets you. And maybe you're going to get a good haul. Right. Yeah. So there are huge interests in keeping the malls happy and keeping this place open and trying to find a way to keep control of it.
1: But you can't communicate with it. Right. It's everyone is guessing. Uh, it, it's really cool. Yeah. Uh, this, this world is largely run uh, by the memo Vera, who we've talked seen before. That's an organized crime uh, mm-hmm. thing, but there's a specific purpose or person who is the memo Vera. This is a very powerful woman. Right. Um she rose to power because she the bloom seemed to favor her and mm-hmm. the word on the street is that's dwindling the right. malls are closing the bloom is getting more unstable she's no longer in favor mm-hmm. uh,
0: so when
1: if anyone would know uh where the first cast off is it's her
0: yeah she runs the, she runs the joint yeah yep
1: uh drake drink a gin yeah yeah he
0: Yeah, he can arrange a meeting for us, but of course everything has a price, right? Yep. Um, We need to recover an artifact for him. Um, It was swept up to this crystalline ascension of (laughs) Kaxlianish.
1: Oh, you mean the magmatic annulet? Yeah, the magmatic From the ascension it. of Kexlianish. Uh,
0: the, <laughs> the 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 crystalline ascension of Kexlianish. Yeah, nouns, nouns. That is <laughs> some some of the least embarrassing nouns we've seen. Yeah, so. no, I know. It's just uh, just
1: it's pretty relentless. <laughs> At a certain point, you become noun numb. <laughs> uh, yeah, so really great side quest in here. This is another like good zone. Uh huh. Uh, placeholder zones this also um, is
0: doing a, like a like really good work i think even better than sagas cliffs of um uh, having the side quest that you do uh basically advance the main quest for you by talking about the side quest that we're going to talk about we're going to find like five different ways to get where we need to go
1: yeah yeah a re- really a plus design yeah. zone um so there's a slave auction happening uh right here it's one of the first things you're likely to see mm-hmm. um you talk to the auctioneer and rin begs you to buy them all and free them all Mm-hmm. Uh, Rin is anti-slave. Yes. Um, these when you talk to him, this is where he, again you don't have to hand it to him. Uh, I'm against slavery in real life. I just think it's interesting when fiction does something weird with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this person says these are violent criminals who volunteered yes. uh, to be bought because most slaves get sent through the bloom and then they have a chance at life. Yeah. Uh, they're very violent criminals. The bloom tends to favor murderers and and such. Uh, there's one of them, this guy named Cody, who is just a thief. Yeah. Um, and since he, he's having a hard time moving this this uh, slave because people don't think the mall will want him right uh, so he's he's willing to do a little deal on the side to get uh sell you cody but he won't sell you anymore
0: right uh so you pay for him uh you can bargain him down uh if you want mm-hmm. to but Cody's like oh okay well cool well, where now like
1: oh you're free all i know like, how to oh. do is steal right you know? so yeah. i guess I'll i'm go do, do that again,
0: again.
1: Yeah. yeah um so you volunteer to get him a job um, there are mm-hmm. a lot of cool things you can do with Cody if you don't like that is yep. obviously the good thing. And it's what I did when mm-hmm. you can't use him as a key, we found the first way to get where we're going yes. in this. Cause you can feed him into a mall. Yeah. And stuff.
0: Didn't want to do that. Uh, he says yeah. he's good with his hands. Uh, so in looking around, uh, one of the first people I talked to, uh, one of the vendors, uh, is this, uh, father, son, uh, business that primarily processes and makes um products out of the uh bloom flesh you know, and they say mm-hmm. like oh yeah you know leather jerky <laughs> <Just> if, <Yes. laughs> if, we can, if we can cure this
1: thing we can sell it to you yep, yep. Uh, <laughs>
2: yeah yeah so, yeah so
1: you you get him a job there and he uh builds you a cool item yeah yeah for that you get it you get a good benefit from it i notice uh so on this thing did you do the like the price of beauty quest no i did not Oh man, that that's really cool. Do you mind if I, I tell you about it?
0: Please, please. Yeah.
1: Um, so there's a guy down by the slave, uh, auction who this, the slaver won't sell to. And he, he basically, he's standing outside the convenience store waiting for someone to buy him beer, except the beer <sighs> is a person. Okay. Uh, he's this i can't remember the name of them uh because i didn't didn't take notes but he's Uh, this race
0: of decanted is what it is he's like from this like a city of glass
1: or something like that yes the decanted from the city of glass which are basically um brains in jars uh but a really gross twist on it um what they do is you know they're like we want a slave we want to treat them very well buy us a slave you can go do that and you can buy cody for him this is a way you can give uh, cody he's had his eye on cody you can also give your companions to him and they really want a beautiful slave mm-hmm. um there's a couple different ways you can do this as well uh when you talk to the merchant uh who you give cody to who has okay. a really cool story like that guy is has been everywhere we'll talk about him in a second he's mm-hmm. not a quest he's just great um he will tell you about finding this unearthly beauty and tell mm-hmm. you where she's at you can tell this okay. guy where he's at and he'll leave and stuff as well okay um the trick is though, you go back and talk to the slaver and be like, Hey man, why won't you sell to that guy? And be like, Oh, the decanted, they're fucking disgusting. And you're <laughs> like, why, why do you say that? And what they do is they just are doing a body swap, uh, thing where they buy beautiful slaves, cut off the extraneous head and then put their heads on them. It's just like never ending old people harvesting the bodies of young trying oh. to find the beautiful. It's like, get out. Uh, kind huh." Of. You know, they keep wanting to put their their brains in there, um, and you can talk to him and he'd be like, "You you use the, their bodies and you slice off their heads." You said they treat them well, and you are like, "We do treat them well. Like, there is mm-hmm. no pain. We give them like the best day of their life before they, before they do it." You know, we put it on Instagram. We let the dog eat as much you know food as he wants. Uh, but he's basically like to him, he's like, "Yeah, it's not. I don't understand what's weird about this. Like, you know, they're appreciated." In right this way and they were they were going they were slaves like we're uh-huh. just using you know and you can be like get the fuck out of here i'll kill you or right. you can give them somebody which <laughs> i didn't because they're monsters it's, it's monstrous the, yeah the decanted are really cool and i love that name for them uh-huh like that's just really evocative and good
0: good just, oh, you, oh you just pour, pour the consciousness for one thing into another
1: yeah yeah uh it's, super super fucking cool like i love those guys
0: yeah. Um so I, I didn't catch the detail about that uh about the bloom flesh guy. What um uh like oh. what's what's his deal?
1: Oh man, well see so he's there and his assistant, uh so he he's there, uh he's the older one and there's a younger one, and you notice they look the same and you can ask mm-hmm. him about it. It's the same person. Uh, oh he a guy lives, he goes through he falls into a bloom thing, has a thousand really interesting experiences one of which sends him back into time where his (laughs) young person is there. So they're both on the same loop. Uh, The young person knows that at some point he is going to fall into this pit and have all these experiences, Uh but the the older version of him will not tell him about that because he doesn't want him to avoid it or change his behavior in any way.
0: Oh, because that,
1: yeah. Yeah, it'll influence his past. Like, it's basically, it's two people from a different loops of time, one of which who has been through this fan, you know, phantasmagorical, yeah, second, like, journey, and one hasn't. Oh, that, but that they're the rules. same person, yeah. yeah. Like it, it kind of treats them like family because it's the younger version of him.
0: I, yeah, no, I, I thought it was a father son thing. I thought it was just cute that they both called each other by the same name. I thought it was mm-hmm. a surname.
1: Yeah, no, no, not in torment, baby, not in <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's it's weird time travel shit. And There's no, que- yeah. and I love. There's no quest to it. It's just a, mm-hmm. a cool detail about these two guys who look the same. <laughs>
0: that's real cool uh this isn't a quest uh but it is uh an npc that you can talk to over uh over on the other side of the um of the courtyard uh there's this merchant uh who is wearing this real thick scarf uh mm-hmm. and you can really fixate on this thing I'm like hey that's a it's kind of a crazy scarf you're wearing why are you wearing that
1: <laughs> get a load of this scarf yeah this girl really loves her scarf
0: uh, <laughs> um and i thought it was gonna be you know just like oh my, my head falls off if i take it off no it's my wedding day yeah. it's more yeah. interesting than that um uh, you can trick her uh, either with this you need know, deception or uh, you can just pull it down with quick fingers
1: yank it off <laughs> <laughs> cosplay is not consent you asshole <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it reveals she's got this huge um bite on her uh this open wound on her neck uh she tells us this uh this beast that is next to her kind of this big uh kind of elephant anteater looking kind of thing the anine uh it feeds on her uh and she you know was like okay well well, why don't you kill it and you learn that the bloom can sometimes like forge these connections and compel people to like stick together so the Mm -hmm. bloom is like she's like i want to but i can't um uh, you know like it is going to feed on me and you can uh, you can convince her to f- to fight the blooms' influence off, and you know stop feeding this Anine her blood. And she gives you a discount. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And the Anine chills out. Yeah, That's all. They all there are, are merchants here. Um, we talked to the guard at the Memovira's gate, uh, who had some missing patrols, and asked us to go find them. Uh, the first is in this uh, zone called N- Little Nihalish, uh, which is the domain where mutants live. Mm-hmm. Um, there are mutants. We we've, we've seen a couple of them, yeah. uh, but we, you know we don't really get a whole explanation for it. Yeah. Uh, what's kind of cool is they're led by their uh, prince uh, uh, who is in a tank.
0: Some big a, orb. He's, a, he's
1: orb an orb boss. in a tank. Yeah. yeah, a real quado kind of situation.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, when we walk in, uh, there's a standoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Memovira's enforcers have shown up to collect their money, and the mutants are like, "We're not paying. You can't do anything." And yeah, the Memovira's in the news.
0: Yeah, Mamavira, like just we we know that you can't actually do anything. So why would we why we do why would we do this? You know, Garkoto is gonna be the new boss in town, right? Mm-hmm. And then this starts a crisis where nobody is fighting at the start. Um you basically have to act as like an inter as an intermediary talking to both of them and figuring out, okay, like what would get you to walk away from this without killing somebody.
1: Yep. Uh, and ultimately I in, uh, you know, one of those tasks I had to do, I failed to so end up paying them off. Okay. Uh, this game has, uh, we didn't, I didn't really talk about this in generalities, but it's worth talking about uh, has kind of a fucked economy. Yeah. I like talked about having all kinds of cool, you know, doodads I couldn't use at the end. The economy is like for the beginning of the game, it's pretty tight, mm-hmm. you know, and right around here in the bloom, uh, you start making more money than you could ever use in a million playthroughs. Oh yeah. Um. So like things are expensive and I buy them, but mm-hmm. you're just finding stuff nonstop. To sell. Yeah. Uh so I'm just like, yeah, here, have four hundred bucks. Just, <laughs> just, just, you know? just take
0: it. For God's yeah. sake. Yeah. yeah. And they they, yeah. they
1: just do it. That's
2: it.
0: <laughs> but like as you see these checks, like you de-escalate the situation. Like it gives you these little like reports, like, okay, kind of seems like this side's calming down. And like it's it's real funny because I had my four people split up uh between the mm-hmm. two of them so it was so it was the last cast off in Arius like on one side and the and the two others on the other side it's like okay what, what what can we do like let's just yeah. just Kissinger this thing man about uh, which how, I mean how, murder millions might, of might, innocent might.
1: civilians yeah and then yeah and then live uh with no consequence yeah
0: mm-hmm. uh <laughs> but uh, it's very funny basically i do the same thing that i did with that uh bickering couple up on the uh up on the plateau saying so like yeah you really don't want to start a war this is senseless like just, just you know just just pay i forget if they paid or if they just walked away but it's like no, this can't be the first shot
1: yeah war dumb mm-hmm the uh the second patrol was taken by uh these burdens in the old slave block uh, area. You have to talk your way past the burdens and then pick the lock to their cell. Uh, and you can create a ruse so they can escape or you can go kill the burdens. Yeah. Um, this is the, uh, the guy who was the dad. of yes. The, uh, the kid who I ended up sending into the time. <laughs> into the of, house of
0: empty time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The house of empty time. Because like, I don't know. He needs, you know, needs some help. Uh, and he, it's kind of sad. He thought his dad abandoned him, but his dad was a, uh, was taken prisoner. Mm hmm you know it's it, it's pretty depressing
0: yeah but, i i i let him out uh I, I didn't send the the kids to the house of house of empty time so he just went back up and you know uh reunited fell down and a they, cliff. <laughs> well you know in a couple of years <laughs> yeah. give or take yeah um yeah. Uh, but yeah uh yeah those, those are the, the two patrols here um uh, right by where you popped out of the anus there uh there's this refugee named quion uh who is your innkeeper uh, at the start of this. Uh she's, you know, saying, like, hey, I've got a tent here if you want to sleep. Um, but you can talk to her. You actually see these kind of these uh two mutant gangsters kind of uh uh walking away and you can ask her like hey what's what's going on with this they're oppressing her for protection money too so the so the mutants are doing their own thing uh like right on the Memavira's doorstep which uh you know they're getting uh they're getting more bold uh, and I volunteer to help. She seems like she's pretty nice, so you can go and uh, go, go to Little Nelesh and uh, talk to them. Vrung uh, is the guy, and then Delny is the girl.
1: Yes, uh, Vrung has this psychic hold over Delny that manifests in a cool way, mm-hmm. like he's covered with this shadow that leeches off of him onto her. Mm-hmm. Um, you intimidate him into mm-hmm. releasing it, uh, and he'll he flees. Uh, and you can heal Delny and basically say that he took over like she was enamored with him because he was a bad boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he sensed her psychic power and leashed her so we he could use that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sad. Um, sad. You could also kill him or kill both of them, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But you do this. It, it kind of implies he's going to come back. Like yeah, this game isn't well. uh, that, you know, concerned with things coming back. Like it's we're going to leave here and never come back. Right. So it's a linear game.
0: Yeah. There are two quests with Tiber here, uh but I mm-hmm. was not using him. There's Broken Hearts and Lost Loves. Do you know what these are? I I didn't get a, a chance to come up.
1: Very vaguely, uh Tiber has a relationship with Dracogen um where Tiber's uh lover, uh Tiber abandoned him and they had a ring, they had a set of rings where they could feel what the other one felt and mm. Dracogen did some twisted shit to let uh, you know, let Tiber think he was dead. So he would always feel it. I didn't do it either. I just wrote no. about it like three weeks ago. Gotcha. So I can, I can barely remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, sorry. Tiber stands. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just didn't seem that interesting to me.
1: Yeah. Why? And we can only use, I mean, it doesn't matter how many, how interesting it is. It's not, um, when we did masks of the betrayer, like we did a mod so you could use all the characters. Cause, mm-hmm. but there was, a, there was five of them here. Like somebody has got to set out. Yeah, yeah. You know, like there's just, we can't do all of them. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, I wasn't about to not have you do Rin or Air. I know, right? Yeah. Like it's, it's necessary. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, the next kind of area in this hub is this place called the vast interior. Uh, just mm-hmm. this, again, another, another big body cavity. Um, uh, you can uh, go up and there's this big uh, angry cyst that's, that's, uh, that's fixing to pop um and you can uh touch it and relive like this series of painful memories what's cool about this is you get a bunch of different options um and uh to progress this you need to like relive the most painful ones like you're picking at these you know sores uh in order to make this thing burst uh and mm. one of these little interdimensional gremlins here these abacoses uh kind of like just burst from I... this thing and then falls
1: it's the funniest thing that's that's ever happened. He he yeah. bursts out, just walks over to the ledge and jumps out. <laughs> it, it's exactly like the the guy who jumps out of the meteor in the Simpsons in the X Files <laughs> and Shut up, and then just like walks over and jumps away. It almost almost actionably. It's, that. Uh, it's so funny. You can't talk to him or anything. He's just like out of here. <laughs> he yeah. jumps into a pit. <laughs> he ends up being an asset in an encounter later on. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you find where him he out. Too. Ends up being a buddy yep uh, yeah. you you land there
0: <laughs> yeah um, um <laughs> but um in the assorted pus and effluvium here uh you find this object you find this thing called the mesmeric handle uh which is the the hilt of a blade uh but there is no blade to it
1: yeah uh but it does have some a name on it yoksu uh if we go and talk to the scientists in the shanty part of town uh he says a crashed vessel in the mutant zone could contain a power core for it yeah. Um, and you put that together, it's a scalpel that will cut through anything and will specifically yeah. cut through bloom flesh. Yes. Uh, we go to this c- crashed vessel uh, and take the power core, uh, from the it. sp- spaceship. <laughs> yeah. There's a spaceship that landed in this gigantic tumor town. Mm-hmm. Um, there's multiple things that could take us here. It's worth noting. Other people send us here as well. Like earlier, you we're talking about these quests being integrated. Uh, they are, they're very, uh, integrated. Yeah. yeah. Um, you take the power core and the ship's AI manifest uh, projections of all the people who died in the crash as a memorial. Um, you know, the ship is like my job was it's, it's sad. Like the ship mm-hmm. is like, my job was to keep them safe. Having not done that. My job now is to keep their memories alive.
0: Yeah. You know? And you, and you can tell the AI like, okay, well, this isn't going to work forever. What have I kept their memory alive inside of me? And you can mm-hmm. basically invite the AI construct of these different crew members into your into your labyrinth into your skull.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, a cool. So if this game were a little bit more like Ludo narrative consonant or resonant uh, here, there would be a cost to having things in your head. Yes. You know, it's always the right solution to invite people to live in your house <laughs> in this game. Yeah. Like. 10 times out of 10, if you have the option to send somebody to your brain palace, you want them living in your brain. Yes. Like it would be cool if there was a law track, Mm -hmm. you know, in there or something there were, you had to be suspicious about who you let shack up in your, your dome. Yeah. But no,
0: I've got the cult leader from the endless gate hanging around in there.
1: Words of craw, clawing around. Like Uh the the whole thing is a shit show, but I, (laughs) I am not encouraged to care. Right you know it's it's kind of kind of not great and mm-hmm. it's it's fine it doesn't bother me that much it's just like a missed opportunity yeah um it's, i don't care about it but it's not good behavior <laughs> uh,
0: you combine the core with that handle and then it uh, gives you a uh, a weapon that is also an item that you could that you can use called the transdimensional scalpel uh, this ends up being a way to brute force your way through malls
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, and through a couple of other situations but if you need to cut bloom flesh you can do this uh, but it is a huge burst to a huge boost to your red tides, um, and also uh, sometimes it makes things more difficult for you. Uh, there might be yeah. a little uh, corpuscular maw enemies waiting for you on the other side.
1: Yes, uh, you are uh, in a vague sense encouraged to uh, have the bloom like you. Yes, and this makes the bloom not like you. Right. There's I yeah. uh, I I don't know how to do it. There's an achievement you can get. Where the bloom will make you the new Memorira. Huh. Uh, I saw somebody referring to that on a message board. Weird. But I did not know how to do it. I thought it would happen for me because I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't piss off the bloom, I didn't think.
2: Yeah. Uh, huh.
1: Who knows? Um. This Ioksu person, uh, we talked to him. He wants us to deal with these bloom worshippers who are outside his shanty. Because um, they're interfering with his experience, experiments. Uh, what he's doing is he's trying to catalog it. Uh, mm-hmm. He's like, you know, we can't just have a big mystery tumor. I have these instruments and the bloom resists this. Yeah, uh, The bloom, not only is it this mysterious entity, it actively kills things that try to know it. Yes. Like if you start making notes about it, mm-hmm. it that gets its dander up and you might fall into a pit yeah. and die. Um, He's got this little generator that he uses to keep the bloom away from him. Mm hmm. Uh, here. And,
0: and you can see it too like his shanty has all this inflamed you know mucous membrane around it like yeah. uh it it, it it doesn't look like the flesh that it, this is embedded in is happy
1: yes um so there's a couple different things you can do i uh, can talk you know the leader of these uh these cultists outside inkpot um you know wants this guy to go away he's scared to leave his home so yeah uh you can do different things here you can uh Go in there and you can turn off the machine yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you can uh, convince him that this will not last forever, you know, that he's doing the wrong thing. You can go out and convince Inkpot uh, that, you know, the bloom, if the bloom is tolerated this long, it's fine, or mm-hmm. that you are more powerful than the bloom, or the <laughs> off to you.
0: It's yeah, it's it's not I am more like maybe maybe there's an option for I am more powerful, but he says, Oh, the bloom told me to get this guy out of here to stop this. And you can say, Well, the bloom told me that you need to not do
1: this. Dad said no. <laughs> uh, it's very funny. Yeah. Uh regardless, what you can stop it. Uh you don't want to kill Ioksu because he's a really great merchant. Mm-hmm. Um, what's really great though is if you do convince him to turn off the machine or you turn it off. The bloom tentacles just come and devour him in one piece. Immediately (laughs) they they burst through his floor and just take him out.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I, a, a cool thing about Inkpot, uh, he's called that because he is wearing this um, this garment that is entirely made of or completely covered with basically notes that, that, that um, are the scripture of the Bloom. He's the leader of this cult. And so, you know, he's constantly writing down the edicts of the Bloom onto uh, pieces of paper and then attaching them to himself and then just like pulling them off and giving to people. And just like the bloom itself, the scripture of the bloom uh, is forever in flux. He's like, Oh yeah, just it, you, whatever, wh- whatever, whatever the bloom says and whatever I want becomes the scripture of this thing. He just gives you yeah. like a wadded up piece of it. He's like, here you go. You know, take this as a souvenir, buddy.
2: You figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, pretty fun. The, uh, there's a woman in this strange armor uh, named Arishi uh, who's here, asked for help. Uh, she came there. Are they came there from this uh something called an anchorage to buy supplies but the maw closed behind them so she needs a way to find home this is uh these people who are sailors it's like a different mm-hmm. word for sailor in a different language yeah. um you have to find uh the maw that from the little mutant town um uh, that goes to their anchorage um and they give you this uh cipher in return so you've opened up the path there's going to be other yeah. things we're going to do inside this ship uh yes. it is a spaceship yep <laughs> <laughs> so, is
0: just a completely different biome than we have seen. It's just the yes. mall. The the, the mall's portal takes takes you right to this thing. Yes. Um, yeah. There will there will be more um, uh, more on that a little bit later. Like this is just a way to get you. One of the ways that I can get you looking for this thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, love this quest. What the winds took. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just, just as a, uh, um, as a, as a little short story. So, in the old slave block, in one of the cells, you can meet this woman named Scora, uh, uh who is called Scora the Faceless. You're never going to guess why.
1: Um, <laughs> the the uh, <laughs> yeah, Numenera, she has two faces. <laughs> um, uh, no, yeah, her face she was, off. Yeah, her face
0: was basically wiped wiped clear, uh, by the yeah. Iron Wind. Uh, she was up there studying this. The Iron Wind is like this, you know, natural disaster slash weather phenomenon where all of these uh, nano machines, like a nanite, nanite storm, um, that mm-hmm. can just like blow in and wipe out whole areas of the map or whatever. She was up there studying it, and uh, they wiped her face clean of features. But she got a jar of these things, and that is how she senses. Uh, basically, uh, it is through kind of a universal sense of taste is what this thing mm-hmm. is doing. She listens to, you know, she, she senses with the ants in the jar are tasting and like uses that to discern the world around her. Um, yeah. and she asks asks us like, you know, like what, what would you give, um, you know, to get your eyes back and you can answer honestly and say, Oh, my eyes, like if I lost them, I get them right back. <laughs> so that's why yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm the <laughs> they, one person you don't want to ask about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, it's actually, uh, she will give you this jar of iron wind if you can help her get a sight back. So you talk to these two doctors in a zone called uh, Churgeon Slump, uh, Overvitch and Demare, uh the comedy, uh, you know, basically Herbert West and Companion. Yes. You know, um, they want a unique test subject as compensation uh, for this. You can uh, volunteer Oom, um, which is oh. very sad. Don't do oh, that Oh, no. Um. He's uh, been tested on so much. I know. It's a really cruel thing you can do to uh, Instead, you volunteer yourself. Uh, and they, you lose a uh, hit point, or like you mm-hmm. lose some of your max HP for this. It's a big deal. Um, they learn that your tattoo is actually this flesh modification that acts as a psychic portal or gateway, which is why you can jam all these people into your brain. Yeah. Uh, they give you an artificial eye, uh, which when you give this to Scora, it burrows in and rebuilds the structure so she can see yeah really a jar painful. of the iron wind yeah super painful uh, The <laughs> jar of the iron wind uh is a a curio you mm-hmm. know like you can you can fuck with it if you do it opens and kills you yes um it's one of the, the ways to permanently die yeah uh, in the game it's being powered by the this cloud. yeah and no. it sat in my inventory for the entire game because i was like do i to want to use this do i need to sell it oh no the game ended <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the, um, the quests over in, uh, uh little Nilash are, uh, pretty much all about this, um, um, spaceship. Well, yeah, about the spaceship. Uh, there is a maw that, uh, that, that, uh, will not open. Garkoto, uh, will, uh, uh reward you, uh, if you can, uh, if you can open it up. Uh, and there are a bunch of ways to do it. I just use the scalpel. Uh, there's also hmm. like a, an old criminal that they are, uh, that, that, uh, poisoned the water here. Uh,
1: the quest is They're real cool. Open. Uh, yeah. It's this criminal. She's a human supremacist uh, here. And she, uh, she basically is saying like, it doesn't count. They're mutants. Like I did poison them, but that's not a crime. And I'm good. I'm a political prisoner. Mm-hmm. And you can find out uh, once you drink a little bit of the goo, uh, yep. there's another, there's other piles of, of bloom goo here. Drinking two will kill you. Drinking one though. will just let you understand the bloom. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you drink it and the bloom, you find out this bloom feeds from guilt. And you can tell Garkoto, like, hey, you want to find out... You, you ask him, like, why are you keeping her here? You know." And he says, it's important to me that she understand what she did. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to reform this racist, basically. Yes. Like, it's not to punish her. I want her to understand what she did was bad. Yeah. And you can be like, this is a great way to do it. If she actually feels guilt on any level, the, the maw will eat her. Mm. You bring her over to the maw. And she starts trying to talk herself out of it as the Maw opens. Oh. Like, oh, you know, they weren't they they you know they weren't people. I was just doing what I had to. I had to protect humans. They're taking our jobs. Like a bunch of racist nonsense. Yeah, yeah. She attempts to kill herself so as not to go through the Maw. And you can grab her hand so she can't oh. uh, and has to deal with it. And the Maw <laughs> eats her. Uh, and then later when you're inside the Maw, she's in there and she's furious. And uh, you have to talk her down or she'll fight you oh huh Um, you know but she's uh it's really interesting like you basically have to convince her like these were people and like she starts recalling more details like she had uh you know hidden this stuff from herself she's like yeah i don't care i especially didn't care about the children and the women and the people choking (laughs) on their own breath as they died you know and starts like feeling increasingly bad it's just like the the the
0: the final insult like no no you know better like yeah. you're trying to take refuge that this is no, you
1: know, better, you know, that they're, that, that, that their lives matter. Come on. Yeah. You're lying to yourself. <laughs> and the idea that like the, the ma knows, like you can yeah. lie to yourself. It's not about your intent. It's about mm-hmm. what you actually feel. Uh, and stuff. Super cool.
0: It's so good. Yeah. yeah. Really neat. I just used my scalpel to cut, cut this thing open. And she was, she was still, still prisoner. So who's going to get you? Yeah. <laughs> it was. <laughs> the, um... I mean, it was, it was a kind of difficult fight, but it wasn't that big of a deal. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um the uh another one here there's a garbage picker i uh, here named crimper um <laughs> who uh teaches you how to root around for trash uh what's kind of cool here is after you get the lesson from him there are new pickups mm-hmm. in the whole area yeah uh, that didn't appear on the map before
0: I, I also love that just the basically the lesson that he gives you is like there's one only one rule gloves
1: yeah <laughs> do gloves uh you can steal his prize piece of trash which is sad uh-huh. But, uh, nothing happens. Uh, it's a little music box thing. The main thing you're doing here is you're trying to get a helmet. Uh, this is the Alaskan helmet, which shows you the images captured by the Alaskan who died in it. Um, mm-hmm. One of them is the night sky. And the AI says, return this to Anchorage to compare navigational data. Um, this is that race of uh, space alien people mm-hmm. uh, here. And basically it's about their home planet. Yeah. Uh, confirming their home planet, which is earth um the, uh
0: <laughs> well it's this one i don't know if the ninth world is earth but uh uh yeah we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk it, about that earth. in the it,
1: it, it's uh conf- it's confirmed to be earth in their, the ninth... their logs really yeah huh yeah. um yeah.
0: so i guess i guess i didn't realize the ninth world was earth
1: yeah weird it was earth all along, <laughs>
0: but to figure this out and to like actually reveal that to them, uh, you've got mm-hmm. to uh, go up onto the spaceship, which is pristine. Basically, all these people, uh, these Laskins, uh, is as what they're called. They're these military people sent out um, on you know just as part of this you know galaxy spanning uh, empire kind of deal. Um, but as the empire receded, they ended up uh, being stranded with no, uh, with, with basically no supply line, uh, nobody coming to pick them up and take them home. They're just here on the space station, you know, above an alien planet. And they've been there for 10,000 years. Yep. Um, and, like, their own little pocket society has formed. Uh, they have had access to malls, so they've been, they've been able to come down uh, to the Bloom to trade for supplies, you know, get a little bit of that eldritch monstrosity jerky to, to mm-hmm. keep themselves going. But they are like, you know, insistent. We need to, we need to wait because the, um because the ship's coming, they're going to come and take us home. So we're, you know, we're not going to like go through there and uh, settle because, you know, they're, they're convinced that they're still coming after us.
1: Yes. So there's a prophecy. Yeah. Uh, there. When you talk to them, you, you uh, want to get this, this cortex for them, uh, or you go near the cortex. They say, we won't let anyone near it because somebody came and tried to steal it we tortured and killed him. And they said Dracogen. So when you go and talk to Dracogen, uh, he says, yeah, I did send people for that. Uh, If you can find it, um, then I will give you a price for it. This is giving an alternate way to solve his quest. Mm -hmm. Um, You can get him the cortex or the uh, annulet. wants, And the annulet allows you to talk to the bloom without being bloom juiced Mm -hmm. uh, and talk to it generally. So like I generally go get the cortex. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, so you go into the, uh, lost Anchorage and the way you do this is a very complicated and very cool crisis where one of the techs brings your party on a tour, uh, (laughs) and you have to do multiple complicated things. You have to delay him by asking open-ended questions. Uh, you have to do the next step on the, uh, cortex releasing, which needs to be verified on the main computer. Uh huh. So you have to use like your whole party as a whole team
0: it's very funny that he doesn't notice that like, Hey, there were four of us at the beginning of the tour and there's only two now. Yes. <laughs> the,
1: uh, you can also, while you're here also happen to get the helmet analyzed. Yeah. Yeah. Little, you, yeah. Kind of a postscript. <laughs>
0: it's it's also very artificial because like oh you can't get this thing analyzed uh the captain doesn't want to take it because the memories that are on that are considered sacred like Mm -hmm. oh it'd be a tremendous um invasion of this deceased crew you know crewmates privacy for us to you know to go in there we have the memories and
1: then give the helmet to the family they don't get memories either they just get the the cool helmet
0: yeah yeah so you you like you have to like initiate the core removal so you can you can get the analysis done yes um and so you look at this and learn okay anchorage has been hovering over this world for uh for ten thousand years and when the analysis is finished and the core is ready to release um uh the picture of the night sky combined with star charts yada 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 um uh, progressed over a certain time reveals that this world the ninth world is the lascar home world what they call ishtrino ish it's like yes. oh yeah like this mall that you've been going through just leads to home like yep. you can go there it's he been works. ten thousand years everybody you've ever known is dead uh definitely yep. for sure and also your uh uh immune system is probably fucked from being yep. up here for generations you know like and there's your a whole, whole race world in...
1: now has the bloom
0: yeah you got, so you got, you got bloomed you got bloomed
1: motherfucker <laughs> too bad your ass got bloomed <laughs> um yeah if you you can tell them this uh and they're very happy to hear it yeah. Um, they give you the, uh, the cortex as a, a gift cause they don't need it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they'll, they'll head through there if you don't. So once you give up the helmet, uh, you cannot get it back. So mm. when you talk to him the first time I had the hel- I was like, Hey, I found this helmet. And he's like, Oh, I'll take that. Uh, and then you no longer have the helmet, oh. which means you have to take the cortex by force. Oh no. It's kind of sloppy. Like it, it, yeah, you have to kind of do a bad ending for these guys. Oh. Um, you know, and then they start fighting you, and you have to run away. Hmm. Um, I can't remember where the thing is that confirms it's Earth, but it is yeah. canonically Earth. I, I cannot remember exactly which detail. Yeah. But. Um. There's other stuff. There's a uh, side quest stuff here with uh with companions. The two mm-hmm. the two best companions here. Yeah. Um. And and Castlege, who who I forgot about this. The two surgeons give her a device that will uh collapse all of her realities onto herself. Oh, um, huh. that ends up being kind of a nothing um, in the final realm in the final scene in the mind realm. She just decides not or decides to to do it uh, and then is fine, but you can oh. tell her to do it or not. Um, I said, go ahead and do it. And she was happy. Okay. Or go ahead. Go ahead. And she, well, she cast off. She doesn't do it. She cast off the thing that makes the alternate versions of her.
0: Oh, she, she, she
1: becomes just herself.
0: She just decides to live as a singlet
1: okay yep and it's because she liked me a lot oh fun because we're we're buddies and i like ending slide we wandered around uh being companions until eventually she went off on her own
0: uh i I like the ending that i got for her it was not that one
1: but yeah yeah but there's another step for her here Mm -hmm. uh there's a step for rin um we talked to her about it uh You know, in these kind of in these efforts to kind of get her to remember her past, she realizes that all her little rock god has been hiding her memories from her. Uh, She convinces it to let her remember, and we find out that she ran from her parents. When the guards came for her, she made a god of going forth, and that sent her into our world.
0: Yeah, and she wasn't like fighting with her parents over anything huge. Like she can't even remember what it was. But it yeah. was just something stupid, like a little kid running away from home, kind of thing, yep. and ending up in this very overwhelming situation. It's also heartbreaking how um, um, heartbroken she is. It didn't yeah. I didn't phrase that carefully? Um, it's it, like she's she's really betrayed by uh, by all you know doing this to her, hiding her past from her, and like you can decide how she feels about that. Just like hey, you know, like you know, you kind of have to wake up the next day you know just th- that's what that's what I am saying like you know all all still is important to you even though they, they did this
1: yeah yeah no, you can forgive yeah um we meet the guy in the uh, mutant town named Ein Tozan uh who has this maw as kind of part of him um and it eats the connections between people yeah uh, it wants to feed it's kind of interesting you can feed it your relationship mm-hmm. with your npcs which will then reset them yep uh, that's really cool if there was a more robust social system in this as almost like an Oswald the partner mhm kind of thing like if you if one of your companions hated you oh, cuz yeah. you did things this will make them forgive you if they like you it'll reset it yeah um you know that's a neat idea like a, a, a diegetic way to set your relationship meters to zero mm-hmm. yeah
0: yeah that 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 would be pretty cool i you, you want to know when i learned there was a relationship value uh, <laughs> when? <laughs> now when yeah, I talk to it, this guy,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not a very robust system,
0: right? Oh man. Uh, but you feed him. You, you do this to him once, right? It's kind of like, Oh, like I'll, I'll feed you buddy. Uh, mm-hmm. get, get, over, get over here, Tiber. Uh,
2: yeah, <laughs> the, the,
0: uh, Uh, You notice that Rin gets kind of strange around him, uh, but she can't really remember if if, if they've met. Um, And um, when uh, well, first, when you when you feed him the first relationship, this strange spirit comes out. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. this guy who's met us thousands of times um, and he will uh, further attune you to the tides. Like this yes. is not a thing where he's like met you in the past. It's just, he's been reliving the same thing over and over again. So he meets you. So this is a way for you to raise your, uh, your title attunement or whatever. Yeah. The real thing is uh, you get uh, Ain Tozan to admit that he recognizes Rin. Uh She came here through his maw. She's just like boop, out yeah. uh, out of his belly button and then uh, kind of ran away. He uh, says, Hey, I can probably get her back to where she came from. Uh, but I need something very specific. I need somebody who feels very strongly about you, uh, but, uh, has not been around you for a very long time.
1: Yes. Um, you can feed party members to him before that, but that won't do for this. No. So, uh, there's a guy nearby named Wandor <laughs> uh, who loves you when you were a Don. Yeah. You know, uh, the changing God helped him. So he'll do it. Uh, it's comic. He's comically close. Uh huh. It's it's like a puzzle in a machine for pigs, where you like you have to put a gear, and the gear is just like within arm's reach of where you put it. Um, so you do this, and you can send Rin through. Uh, and this is a really like God, I love Rin, like mechanically and narratively, because taking on Rin was a burden. Mm-hmm. The idea was give up a party slot uh, to do this good thing. It's a real mm-hmm. mechanical cost. It's hard to keep a child alive. As you go on, Rin gets good. Rin Mm -hmm. gains some healing powers. Rin becomes really good at using ciphers. So Rin, in every combat situation, was very useful to me. So now I have to give up Rin. Mm -hmm. And like, Rin is good. I like Rin. I was was attached to her. Yeah. It's really neat. Uh, It's a really cool trick. You know? (laughs) Uh, But you do it because it's the right thing to do. Like you make yeah. these sacrifices and you take this, uh, mechanical detriment because it's making you pay for your moral choice. Mm-hmm. That you're making like you um, so you do this, uh, she says, she'll never forget you. And she gives you this tiny doll knife that she says, is the God of finding yeah. it says, hopefully we can see each other again someday.
0: Yeah. And for all the world, this just seems like, oh, it's a little kid, you know, like just yep. she's, she's had across dimensions. You know, this is yeah. just a, it's, it's a fun gesture. You know, we're, it's a fiction that we're both choosing to believe in for right now to make us less sad in the moment. Right? Yes.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, I was very happy to have, uh, um, as a backup mm-hmm. to, to throw in here. Um, um, was not as good. At this point, because yeah. I had used Doom, but this game does uh, something I, I think should be illegal in video games, uh, mm-hmm. which is having your benched characters not level up. That's
0: yeah, uh, no i i filled this I filled the slot with Calist- Calistage, uh, because mm-hmm. I would used her before. I uh, decided to take Rin on, uh, or specifically before I decided to, to take uh, Eridus on, uh, and, mm-hmm. I, and, I, and I swapped her out. And then it's like, oh, she's tier, she's tier two, and everybody else is tier five.
1: Yeah, what? Do you know the most recent Pokemon game still does that shit? Uh, it doesn't me? completely do it, but it's like I think it's half XP. Ugh! Uh, like, why? What century are you living in? You you still think this is okay that people want to just like grind up all their side characters? I thought that a they just. Thing?
0: I thought a few generations ago they just started giving you um the, well, a, you the XP X, split.
1: The the uh, XP split thing that works. What the I think that the XP split does is it's for the characters in your battle who are on your team. Okay. It, was, it was double bad. Like in original Pokemon, the characters on your team would not level up if they didn't participate in the fight.
2: Yeah. So if you want guys wanted, who are hanging yeah. out in
1: your computer. Right. Uh, yeah. It's again, it is one of the most outmoded game design things. And every time I see it, I'm like, I I'm shocked. It feels like a time traveler coming up and being like women voting. That'll be okay. <laughs> Like we are so fucking past this. Yeah. Uh, never yeah. do that if you're designing a video game for God fucking sake, everyone mm-hmm. gets XP. Yep. Uh, I
0: mean, especially sure. in this, especially in this game where like there, there is no grinding. There is no like infinitely repeatable yep. uh, encounter that I found. So like, you can't just like go spend, you know, half hour, like get, get her up to, you know, get her up to speed. No,
1: no, like, just... I don't want to do that either way. Nope. But I also, it, I mean, it's the worst of both worlds, right? You know, to, to not have it. And it's a game where like, You're encouraged, so I was having characters flit in and out a little bit because I, because of this written quest, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Otherwise you could be, if let's say you were way into Tiber, you want to see what Tiber does. You're going to take Tiber on for a little bit. Yeah. Um, This, you know, that is a game that encourages you to switch people out just to do their quests. Right. Uh, not, you're not going to get them fully powered up. No. Like it's not a game where you just pick a team and go with it. Right. Um, there's just really no excuse it, it it's a dead idea you mm-hmm. need to stop doing it
2: yeah no yeah. um
1: yeah huh. um yeah uh so you so you send her through and one door no longer likes you it's
0: <laughs> um, like it's not like he's just like he forgets who you are he's not like angry with you he just is like no i just don't want you to be near me like just, yeah, just go
1: yeah it feels weird it's not no. the same um, we talked to Iritus uh, after we get here at some point about the events in meal of Est and he's very convinced that it was all about him. Uh, you have to be like, oh, you know, not everything's about you. Why, why do you think that? Mm-hmm. And he says like, I love, I'm, I'm compelled. I quest because for the thrill of the quest,
2: mm-hmm. I don't
1: want the reward. Uh, once I get the reward, I just feel empty.
0: Yeah. You know, so he's just constantly, he's on this hedonic treadmill, you know, like I quest for the quest. I quest so I can find more quests. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and he's like, no, you like, he, that's senseless. You should like, you should care about helping people. Uh, yeah. and he, he kind of see he kind of seems to like that. Um, this is about where I start falling off on like the specific way that Eridus's thing, uh, articulates, uh, mm-hmm. this feels immensely contemptuous of the player, like in a, um, in, in a, in a, the magic circle kind of way.
1: <laughs> Actually. <Okay. laughs> to me. Oh, with with the, with the, the audience. Yeah. I, yeah. I was thinking of it less of the player and more about storytelling in general, but I, I can see what you mean.
0: Yeah. The, like, the, 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 this, this feels real, this feels real bitter and like, not from a point of like, Hey, I'm a, I play games, you know, yeah. but you're like, not
1: offended. It just feels. Yeah. Bitter.
0: Yeah. yeah. Just, just, no, I
1: just get, get what you mean.
0: Yeah. For sure. I'm not, I'm not going to belabor it, but like, this is about where I start being like,
1: I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, it's a, as a, as a meta commentary on how characters are created Mm -hmm. for these, I like taking down a peg, the idea of like a character's obligation to fit audience expectations. Mm -hmm. Like that is a real way that characters are sometimes crafted. Yeah. Um, I don't blame the audience for that.
2: No. I blame
1: the people making the characters for it. Yes. You know, and that's where it gets, I can see what you mean. A little yeah. bit. Uh, yeah. Scora is the one who lets us know that, um, you know, she has, uh, she can help. And she basically mm-hmm. says there are nanomachines that are too deeply rooted in him to purge. Yes. Uh, knowing these are here and knowing their names, you can go and talk to the Eretus in your brain palace and talk to them directly. Yes. You can be like, I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to things possessing you. Mm hmm.
0: And so you can say, like, I want to talk to you know. So the audience is made up of two different kinds. This is yeah. very clearly a shot at uh, at a BioWare and Mass Effect. Uh, yes. the, two, the two the two the two different audiences are Paragons and Cathartics, um, yeah. and they speak to you kind of alternatingly. Um, And when one says, you know, they they kind of do this thing where, uh, like, when the Paragon says something, uh, the uh, the Cathartic will say what it actually means, but in uh, lower lowercase uh, as it goes. Yes. Um, And together, the Paragons and Cathartics, this gold glow around him, uh, you know, they refer to themselves as the audience. And, you know, they say, you know, basically, we have taken control of this guy and we want to to just basically have him do glorious stuff for our entertainment. And that is why Eridus has been this completely uh, impulsive Uh, just, I mean, for lack of a better word, Leroy Jenkins type, uh, just running headfirst into all kinds of trouble and being like a, uh, like an overexcited puppy is because these things have taken away all of his inhibition and are pushing him to do things for their amusement.
1: Yeah. Uh, with the, with the paragons wanting, uh, one of them wanting him to die. Mm -hmm. Uh, the cathartics being like no no he you know you play a character like a stolen car he should die the other one being like no no he should do as much as possible but until he dies the the result is the same
0: yeah um uh, this specific line also made me think like "Eh, i don't know i don't know about the the bitterness on this one but just like they say like oh you know the, the the paragons are dominant over the cathartics because when the cathartics are controlled they just throw the hero off the cliff or into a volcano and it says you have done all of those things and you know it. Yeah, uh, referring specifically to me as uh, as as the as the as the player. Yeah, I yeah uh. I
1: don't I can't hate it. I I think that uh-huh. if I I think about it, making fun of the kind of characters that are in Bioware, uh huh, games, I'm pretty into it. Yeah, like I don't I don't like the Paragon, you know, that system very mm-hmm. very much. Like even in games I like, you know, I'm not yeah. specifically taking aim at Mass Effect. Like even in Dragon Age Two, which is like probably my favorite. Of those that school of Bioware games mm-hmm. like I don't really like their how they do characters yeah like they're charismatic uh but they're they're positioned to be a specific kind of audience appeal yeah this as a criticism of that approach of character I can buy
0: yeah, I'm just I'm read I'm reading it as a as a criticism of of, of players who want shallow action based kind of things because the 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 thing is literally saying you you have done all those things and you know it the you is the player the person looking yeah. through at it
1: yeah 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 I I the reason why you can do that because Erytus isn't one of those characters you know because he's controlled this game isn't full of those kind of characters because they're trying to be headier yeah. like if I see this as drawing lines in the sand between different schools of crpg Mm -hmm. thought i can get on board with it yeah you know uh like i too think that a lot like i don't know alistair's Mm -hmm. charismatic but he's boring as fuck and he just what does what's good because good things are good Mm -hmm. you know there's nothing to it you know he's he's it to me it felt like a good things are good uh, criticism which I, i am on board for
2: Yeah,
0: I can get on board for meta like, you know, ultimately it it is pretty fine. It's just I didn't come away being like over the moon with the way that this uh, with the way that this articulated. It felt like a little bit of the negative energy was uh, directed in the wrong place to me. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I can see that. I wish it was more contemptuous of Bioware, basically, (laughs) like I just say, I don't know I I hate how those characters are positioned Mm -hmm. like they're good ones good characters yeah. in it there are games that i like and stuff too they're charismatic like they make likable you know likable mm-hmm. bisexuals very yeah. well you know right. and it's it just but the the idea that they are designed to be liked mm-hmm. you know in the in this weird way yeah. uh you know is is odd it's inter- it dovetails really interestingly like we're gonna do hades soon mm-hmm. and we're talking about hades and in, in the slack and that is also a game where the characters feel designed to be liked
2: mm-hmm.
1: in in a way that trips something. They made, they made Medusa sexy. They did make they made Medusa sexy or they made Medusa adorable.
0: They yeah. made Med, 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 Medusa
1: Zui Dachanel. They 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 made uh,
0: her moe, right? She's like your moe yeah. moe housemaid kind of thing. Yeah.
1: She's a I don't really know what moe means. She's she's a little little goblin who's too shy to talk to you uh, but really yeah. likes you.
0: Yeah, that's um, moe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh it's there's something about that that feels very cynical me like things that are designed to have fandoms yeah you know from from the start um the uh the very mean thing that i said about it today in slack which i don't actually think because i like hades but like they shouldn't even have it should have just been published direct to fan gamer like shouldn't even (laughs) come out like it just should have been some enamel pins because that's the, the point of it um but like i i don't know how much i'm bringing to this argument Mm-hmm. to make it a argument against that kind of character versus mm-hmm. the kind of person that enjoys that character. And like, yeah. I think you can make an argument that that's not a very meaningful distinction. Yeah. It's just one that I like. So I don't, I don't I, know how much of it's in there. I just like it.
0: It's, it's, it's hard not to also, you know, just knowing that uh, Chris Avalon was the one who wrote this, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, kind of hold this up next to what was the name of his guy in, um, uh, new Vegas the the, the uh, Cornelius like well well the uh, the long like long road or whatever
1: oh um, <laughs> no, that that yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Ulysses. Of,
0: of, of that yeah Ulysses there we go it's it's hard also not to like look look at these two as a pair because Ulysses was also pretty much saying like oh you you, you piggies will slop anything up. Kind of guy, yeah. And yeah. Aridus is kind of saying like, "Here, you know, here, here's the audience. Like, just oh, we're, this you is know, what we're, you want, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, this is this is what you want, huh? Slop it up, Peggy's. Here you go. He's he's yeah. a little random, you know. So it's hard not to like look at look at the two of those, obviously separated by seven years, and kind of see them of a piece. And and again, I like it's it's a neat trick. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm down, I'm down for it. I like a malevolent being that is forcing you into these situations uh, that are, you know, for its own amusement. Yeah. See also resolution, you know, yeah. but it's just uh, like, just the, 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 the taste is off. There's an aftertaste to it that is making me just kind of like,
1: I don't, I don't know, man. <laughs> it, it's probably, there's just like degrees of bitter, yeah. you know, that are, that are acceptable. Like for, like there's a, there's a degree of meanness that I like yes. depending on the, on the target, mm-hmm. you know, and like sometimes uh, you're slopping this up piggy. Mm-hmm. doesn't work for me like a part of it is so i don't like ulysses you you brought up the one example of like a chris avalon npc i think is really shitty yeah uh, like ulysses is kind of annoying like i like yeah. how that works but he's preachy you know <laughs> yeah uh chris chris avalon for all of the discussion discourse around him has made the best npcs of all time i think yep uh you know oh i'm so i'm he, not he, holding it against he, him
0: personally it's just yeah, i see yeah. those two in a pair
1: yeah yeah Towards towards a larger point, it, he's one of the few people I think. Like this would bug me if it came from somebody who I felt like had no chops, mm-hmm. you know, who was never made characters that don't appeal to, mm-hmm. to to Minsk lovers. Yeah, you know, like as a condemnation of a, I gave you Dakon and you chose Minsk. Mm-hmm. Like, this makes sense as a, a justified bitterness to me. But I would agree with you that, like, it straddles a line.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, what, what what I can say and what I know you'll you'll agree with is the real Eridus being trapped in this situation and getting the um uh, kind of like the glimpses of how he feels about this and how confusing mm-hmm. and just how just wearying it all is. It does a very good job of making you empathetic for this person who is caught up inside of it. Um, without, without being overbearing, like I got the, the way that this ended for me was very affecting, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I kinda, I kinda wish it was more about like, you know, if, you know, you should have empathy for these characters because they are made to represent, you know,
1: yeah. Would it it be to be the, the container for all of your, you know, child desires.
0: And it's like, like, like very few other kinds of fiction, um, make it so that characters represent representations of human and therefore uh, kind of a collection of experiences and a statement about you know just uh, you know what humans can believe and what, what humans can do are boiled down to just this thing that makes bright flashing lights that is ju- that is just there to glow gold for you right yeah. and like that is shitty and that is selling you short like that is the angle that I wish it would go because when it hits on that this really sucks for this shepherd who fell into this situation that's when and this works for me
1: i i think it's doing both yeah, yeah i would agree with like i can understand wanting one of those without the other or feeling yeah. like the balance is off mm-hmm. you know it, it's good to have a game that's not by yoko taro that's like wouldn't it suck to be sonic yes you know like how exhausting <laughs> would it be to be one of these characters yeah you know just don't wrap it up in all of your, your other attendant bullshit <laughs> um this ended in a very bad way for me because of a misclick Yeah.
0: So, so with this one, (laughs) you're talking to them and you say, you can say like, Hey, you guys need to go. And they say, no, we literally can't. He's more nano than, than, than man at this point. Yeah. Uh, You can tell them like, Hey, can you just like tone it down a bit and see how he, see how he does without you, you know, screaming at him all the time. Um or they can say, well, uh, what we can how do is? is just well, like, what yeah. if, what if we ride him harder and see how that works out? Like he will yeah. die real soon, but it's going to be amazing.
1: Yeah. And that is what I clicked on. <laughs> uh, and it was a misclick, but I was like, you know what? Okay. Yeah. Uh, I haven't, I didn't do this last time. Let's see what happens. And, uh, surprising no one. It's very sad. Uh, <laughs> what? he does get a bunch of benefits. Okay. Uh, he gets a bunch of immunities, uh, to things. Um, and his ending is really sad, uh, and uh, every time you talk to him, he's even more like Minsk, like okay. more gung ho, but more like through gritted teeth. And oh. uh, later, when you run into him uh, in the last quest, before he disappears, moments before he goes, I know what you did, <laughs> uh, and it's it's real sad. And then his ending slide was real sad. <laughs> um, so you know, I'll I'll deal with that. <laughs> Yeah. Um
0: oh, I know what you did. Good God. Yeah,
1: it's just like oh yeah, no, I I sorry, buddy. <laughs> sorry, little man.
0: Oh um, man. So yeah. regardless, we have one we have one way of uh satisfying Dracogen, uh, but we also have uh the you know the thing that he asked us to do. So you can either give him the cortex or you can go to this ascension. Uh but you need yes. to find a way there uh to satisfy Dracogen's price.
1: Yep. Uh, the, which is in this uh, trading post that got eaten by the maw. Um, and there's this gigantic set of clenched teeth where this path used to be. And there is a, or eaten by the, the bloom, rather. There's a maw that will bypass it that is over in Churgeon Slump. Uh, we go and inspect it. Um, we can use animesis to see a previous version of ourselves approaching it with the magmatic annulet, And we use that, uh, the maw becomes discernible and we can understand its intentions. Yes. Um, what it wants.
0: So it makes sense why Dracogen would want this thing. You know, if yes. the person who can read them all has all this power, you know, there you go. You yeah, let's uh, see. Uh, so I cut this open with my scalpel. Uh,
1: I, <laughs> so I, did so I start blasting. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> you, you bastards. <laughs> uh, I, there's a mercenary group here who had been uh, hired, uh, who at one point were part of the endless battle and we're here and he really hates you if you drink him under the table you, and he he's scared of the maw if you drink him under mm-hmm. the table you can convince him to confront it uh, <laughs> and it eats him uh, and he does not like you uh, which is what I did and then all his people turn on you and you get into a fight
0: oh, of course yeah I think you can also satisfy him by uh, uh, recovering his standard from the Murden over in the slave yep. block yeah yep, yep. and uh, you can that's... also
1: I think feed Cody to this maw I think this is the one that Cody can eat <laughs> Poor Cody. yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of ways to get in here though this yeah. is this is a uh hub that honors that tradition yeah like you know play how you like <laughs> uh
0: but i end up in this trading post and there are these enemies these uh, tentacle boys called corpuscular maws uh yes. that uh, they spawn here uh to uh, attack me as revenge for wounding them all yeah. uh Only do they attack- use
1: the scalpel yeah yes. they're, they're not there otherwise
0: these things are real interesting um, because they have really high resistances, whatever you can get around that. But uh, when you attack them, uh, they warp you elsewhere. Mm. So you can get like one good attack in and then bloop, they blink you someplace else.
1: Neat. Yeah. No. Uh, I did not but, fight these. I I just went through to this uh, area called the next area, the Crystalline Ascent.
0: Yes. Uh and there is another cult of the changing god here. And they're left by this person who everybody refers to as a prop prophet. His name is Doran. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh he insists, no, I'm not really a prophet. I'm just rolling with these guys. That's a good way to find uh Numenera. I found a workshop once and I really don't care about the changing god. And you can say, Oh, are you related to those, you know. Cults to the cult of the changing god over in Sagus Cliffs. He says, well, we are cultists of the changing God, yes. Though I'm afraid we have little to do with our colleagues in Sagus Cliffs. There is not a lot of oversight between our sir between our churches.
1: <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you uh go through this. This this zone's kind of a nothing Yeah. Uh, to me. You go through it, you talk to the crystal uh called the speaker. Uh you used to speak for the oracle nouns. Um, this whole crystal mountain was built uh, by the Kex Leonish to reveal truths, but the oracle is long dead and its neurons uh, called uh, phobits remain. The speaker uh, allows you, it can't tell you anything, but it will allow you to activate the phobits, and the phobits will cause bridges to go through.
0: If you're wondering I, how much of any of this adds up to anything, like maybe this big crystal mountain, no, nothing.
1: Phobits no are just idea
0: switches. What-
1: <laughs> what this fucking area is here for. This is so it's not that cool looking. I don't know. Nope. It, it's there's not a whole lot to it. When you go to leave uh after you do this, uh, you know, you can you can say, like, hey, why don't you talk to the cultist? Uh and they say, uh, one of them has two mind patterns where there should only be one. This is foreshadowing.
0: Yes. So um, you touch crystals and talk to lights. Uh, yeah. and, uh, you eventually get into this cave, which is very obviously full of equipment. This is, this was one of the changing God's labs. Uh, yes. they were, you know, uh, this is where they were attempting to grow the, uh, the resonance chamber. Because, you know, you can't build that crystal. You have to grow it to a particular shape. Uh, and by messing around with the equipment, you're routing power around and reading these logs um, made by the Changing God. Uh, you know, he is uh, recording this. Drakogen had signed up. The reason he knows about the annulet was he was working with the Changing God for a chance to get a hold of this thing, uh, this annulet, yeah. when he was done with it.
1: Knowing what it does, it's obvious why you'd want it as well. Like something yes. that lets you like straight up talk to the Bloom. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's a, a one-way rocket to, to Memorvira town. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he was attempting to make these crystals. The crystal voras that he was using, though, escaped and started breeding. Mm-hmm. So he made a, a machine that emits a frequency that lulls them. And he hid the annulet in the storeroom because Dracogen was getting so impatient. Right. Uh, Dracogen attacked, and the changing god abandoned that body, leaving the amnesiac cast off in a situation where the first act would be to kill Dracogen's men.
0: Yeah, but the, the the last log, it's the same voice that you heard before, but he's like, I just woke up here. I have no idea who I am or what's happening. Oh, God, they're <laughs> banging on the door.
1: It's super scary. Yeah. Right? Um, you decipher, uh, use your animesis to uh, decipher the the panel for opening this cage in the storeroom and get the annulet. Yeah. When you go to leave, Doran and his cult are blocking the way. Uh, he lied. He's like, I'm not one of the prophets. Um, I'm one of the changing gods mouthpieces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm going to, uh, take over your body now. Yeah. Uh, you can fight them or you can intimidate them. I intimidated them. Uh, yeah. the changing God, because he's a right bastard, uh, <laughs> blows up his head before he leaves.
0: It's really uh, funny. Yeah. He's going to like, Oh God, I'm going to run. I don't, I don't want to die. And then boom, his head blows up.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I c- cannot fail. Yeah. Uh, you return to the, uh, the training post and the original maw portal faded. Uh, this is to force you to know that you can talk. With the annulet. It's telling you what mm-hmm. the annulet does basically. Yeah. Um, you yeah. have to talk to uh the mod to get open again.
0: Yes. There on yeah. your way out. There's little tongue clusters that you can uh that you can talk to. If you don't have the annulet, like when you use this later, you just uh take a little bit of damage as it feeds on a memory.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, doing this, we can go and uh, go and get our introduction to the Memavira. Uh The Memavira, uh says, okay, you know, I will tell you where the first is, but you have to find my scholar, Eshin. He's been taken by the Bloom into the Bloom's heart. Uh, you have to find a way to get in there, and it's hard to get in there.
0: Yes. Uh, uh, starting uh, the a,
1: kind of penultimate dungeon.
0: Yeah. We're game. going in, into the depths, and there's really no clue. Just like, all right, figure out how to get there. And you can ask everybody. Um, I found the way in at the uh, the shrine of Sheila, uh, who mm. is this uh, Smith who uh, was important to founding the Bloom? I believe, is what yes. this is. She, yeah, <laughs> the, the the shrine is a is a big building shaped like her head.
1: Did, was there a guy in the back? I think this is probably related to Tybus's quest. There's a guy in the back who every time I talk to him, he's like, "Get the fuck away from me!" <laughs> and is is his opening and closing move? <laughs> like it's like shit man uh what what did i do to you but i imagine he ties into an npc quest yeah that i I didn't do or something it's very funny uh yeah i didn't go
0: i didn't go up there
1: yeah yeah um so the the leader says you know hey there's there's been a maw here you know it didn't seem to exist at this point uh up until this point he uses the glamour or whatever to show it off and it wants to feed on a predator Um, There's a couple different ways you can do this. Um, If you have killed, basically if you killed all the care, like done combat in every time you could, Mm -hmm. you will have killed enough enemies to be considered a predator. Um, There is the wait. he who waits for prey, yeah i to, talked to that guy you wouldn't
0: kill me yeah. I, I wanted to uh, use that as a way to uh as a way to get to the labyrinth he wouldn't do it so i had to no, go slurp more slurp bloom juice
1: drink it a juice yeah, yeah <laughs> the the uh he he is a prior you can convince to go through here mm. uh he is the uh, an ultimate predator he'll give you his head that you <laughs> toss into the mall <laughs> which is good
0: cool uh,
1: yeah uh but yeah he won't kill you right uh, no matter what you what you do uh, you yeah. can, you can fight him the way you do it is you insist, he will not kill you. And you will be like, well, I'm fighting you motherfucker. Start combat. Mm-hmm. And he teleports you to a realm to fight him. That's another way you can get his head. Gotcha. Uh, to toss in the small. Okay. Huh. Gotcha.
0: Uh, the way that I did this was because I had brought Cal Stage into, um, uh, Phil, fill, fill the wren hole in my, mm-hmm. uh, in my party. Uh, I just asked her like, Hey, do you have any like super predatory versions of you that you want to feed? Uh, and, uh, you can convince her to do that. To yeah. give up one of
1: her sisters. Yeah. We end up in this dungeon uh, called the Gullet uh, here. This is where the bloom digests its food. Um, there are little bloom uh, tongues that are here. I did not fight them because the bloom liked me, but mm-hmm. there were uh, weird ghost guys. Yeah, just kind of fighting each other. Yeah. Uh, and you can go and talk to the bloom tongues and teleport those guys away uh, on their own. Um, you can also, there's a Murden there who is using its psychic field to give you a headache, which you can then fight. And then once you do, uh, you can take out synth Egg, which is part of a, a quest, like one of the ways to get through here. And mm-hmm. this little gremlins Pez dispenser, which gives you intelligence boosting candies.
0: It's very actionably, um, gizmo, right? Yes. On that Pez dispenser.
1: Yeah. Yep. Uh, which I, I thought was funny. Uh, uh-huh. I, yeah. I, I was pretty into it, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, yeah and it only works twice, and then you have to yeah. it yeah.
0: yeah uh but uh it's it's cute um uh, uh there's this big whirlpool, which is how I ended up proceeding through this uh, but there's a half there half there man uh who is begging you to kill him uh the yeah. bloom has taken most everything about him, you know he's at the end of the digestion, you know, just there there's no hope uh so i just <laughs> so I start blasting i take i just i cut him with my scalpel
1: <laughs> yeah uh a good a good good death yes. uh there, there's this huge uh kind of futuristic set of armor that's yeah. there that's laying on the ground like a giant it's like a mecca yeah uh, cool yeah big mecca thing you can uh it's like the um uh guy, the the boss of one two <laughs> um you can uh dig through his armor and get the sealant spray and the sealant bomb these are all different ways you can get through you need uh, all of them get,
0: you, need, you need this oh, and the synth egg yeah.
1: Well, you can also just uh, if you're friends with the bloom, the bloom will just let you through. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, you can you can go find them all and just be like, can I come in? And they say, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: No, um, I had to. I I had to MacGyver a way to get uh, to flush myself down the toilet.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, nothing. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah. You go through and uh, you're basically collecting these things to clear the toilet like put all yeah. this goo and plug up all these uh bits of digestive juice so you can <laughs> jump into the uh the toilet
0: you you stick the you stick the synth egg into uh into an anus that is belching mm-hmm. some of this goo in um and you know into the uh whirlpool you uh use the sealant to close up a uh big uh cavity that the uh the bloom goo is uh is rushing out of and then you just tie these two tubes that are spewing the rest into knots uh to lower the water level so you don't get dissolved as you try and jump through the uh the hole at the bottom
1: yes yeah um yeah and uh this will take you to the uh the the chamber here where there are all these corpuscular maws fighting the abicos the one yeah. who said you know shut up and jumped <laughs> into the the pit um So I, at this point, was using that as a distraction and had to slice, go up the main uh, thing. You can either slice or talk your way through a series of buttholes Mm -hmm. to reach the heart.
0: So this was fun. I I demonstrated that I was on the maw's side by killing the Abacos.
1: Oh, there you go. (laughs)
0: <laughs> no. just because his health was low. And I was like, all right, well, they're going to turn on me eventually. So I'm just going to, you know, start this on my terms, uh, rather than mm-hmm. be scattered. And I took him out and then just the, the encounter ended because I killed the thing that was fucking up the moss. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well done. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, you, uh, can sneaker around the side, uh, and talk your way through to get up here. Um, when you get inside, uh, this, you get up to the main thing. Um, you go into the heart of the mall. You can choose to go alone or with a companion uh, there. And there is a, a little dialogue fight here. We explore the Maw's memories or the Bloom's mm-hmm. memories. We keep saying the Maw. The yeah. Maw's are the Mouth, so the Bloom is the the main thing. Yes, um, It's easy to mix them up. Um, yeah. This is also a thing where I think if you're friends with the Bloom, he just does it. Oh, huh. Because uh, I don't remember this being tough. He just kind of hawked it up. I said, like, will you do this? Right,
0: right. Yeah. No, I just, I ended up poking and prodding and passing different, uh, uh, like it was me and Eridus. Like I brought Eridus for his, uh, um, uh, brawn, uh, mm-hmm. stat or whatever it is, uh, to, 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 to spend points out of that. But regardless, mm-hmm. he does spit out, uh, Ishan, uh, who is actually Mazov. We recognize him from the mirror caster.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was a nickname. Mm-hmm. The, uh, so we get, um, you know, he releases him. Uh, we get another memory of the Changing God giving the first cast off, uh, Marilal, a mask that lets her change her appearance. And it settles on the Vera. So that actually was the first cast off.
0: Yes. It would be super easy for her to uh, say where she's at because same person. Yeah. Um, uh, and uh, we also get a memory of this guy named Tom uh, talking to the Changing God and saying, like, hey, no matter which one of you wins... Uh, and uses the resonance chamber, all of the castoffs are going to die uh yes. the first the first plan is not going to work the way she thinks that it is. uh the resonance chamber is going to you know we're going to learn later, sever the tides, uh, and the castoff cannot exist. They cannot be without the tides.
1: Yes, yeah, done, done, and then also done. Yes. I cannot stress this enough, done. <laughs> um, so uh going to leave. he leaves behind this mirror caster. Which we can use to lead, uh, enter the the one of the leaders of the first forces during this meeting,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, where we uh, basically find out more about this. I might not have done this, uh, this mircaster. Yeah. I did most of the mirrorcasters, and then at some point I got Mirrorcaster bored and yeah, that stopped I mean- doing choose your own adventures in the middle of my video game I was also playing.
0: Yeah, there's definitely a, a fatigue associated with them. So you 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 drop into the memory, you drop into the body of um uh, uh, like a high level advisor to the first or a high level advisor on the on the side of the first, uh you know fighting this, and they're basically talking about the state of play with the war. Uh, and you learn that this endless battle has been going on, and no side has been able to make progress because both sides have figured out how to. Um, de- they've developed technology that will seek out preferable realities where they have won the battle, uh, okay. and then fix that in place as the battle, um, that, uh, that, that happened. Right. So the one on the side of the first is the reconciler of truth and the changing God said, Oh, well, I'll see that. And I will, uh, I will offer heaven's rejoinder, uh, which oh. is his version of this. Yeah, gotcha. Uh, And uh, you know, like this is causing just all kinds of you know terrible stuff as competing realities try to uh, try to assert themselves. It's just more of the uh, more of the collateral damage of this senseless battle that's been going on forever. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh there there are a, there are a couple of options of how you can proceed. Uh I like this from a flavor standpoint, because like, oh, you can try and fix the reconciler of truth, or you can try and stop uh the uh the <laughs> the forces of the, of the changing god from releasing their war moths. So I you, like head a war the, moth. <laughs> you head to moth. You head to the white nest. Yeah. <laughs> just oh yeah, just it's this it's this big mountain that is like it, that is white because we're breeding moths there. That's war moths uh Love the idea and so of a so like it puts you in this choose your own adventure maze kind of thing where you're like looking for traps and trying to find your way to the chamber where the eggs are i ended up dying uh i as you might imagine i got eaten by wormoffs uh but uh but but yeah just a, a this one is actually kind of cool because you get like yeah. a little map and you can track your uh track your progress as it goes
1: nice yeah i, I just got fatigued like i wasn't yeah. against doing it i just didn't want to do any more yeah the um when you uh, you get done with this you go to the Memovira's chamber and confront her she takes off her mask and a bunch of the other cast off we've met that are on the first cast off side mm-hmm. uh, pop up yes and we say like hey man i just do you know tom a guy named tom <laughs> told us that doing this will actually kill the cast offs you know tom you, you you have
0: a couple of options you can say oh the changing god said and like oh of course he would say yeah.
1: that yeah yeah uh, that's <laughs> you know you wouldn't you wouldn't try to apply that
0: no, you know. uh, but I say Tom, and she's like, "Well, Tom said that." Well, Tom regardless,
2: that?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you say? They might kill you, but they're not going to kill me. Uh, yeah, but she insists on going forward. Yes, you know, uh, and she's going to use you. This is where they talk about how your body was the key to this thing. The changing yes. God did this. If and it doesn't matter. Your consent doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're just as good dead as alive. Right.
0: Uh, And even like you know, just like okay, well, we send you into the heart. There doesn't matter without that body, the change of God's plan can't 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 go. So Yahtzee, send you off on this uh, snipe hunt. And if you end up dying, cool. If you end up bringing this back, if you end up bringing back my advisor, also cool. Whatever. Uh, The only way she could lose is this exact situation.
1: Yes, and she basically also this is where she talks about how she's been hiding out in this chamber for like decades. She's Mm -hmm. hiding from the sorrow. Everyone's hiding from the sorrow and the sorrow is scared of the bloom. Yes. You know, so that is why her losing favor with the bloom is a huge deal because the bloom is basically protecting her. Right. Um, There are a couple of different ways to do this, uh, handle this. Um, You can start a fight with her. You can be like, no, 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 you're not going to kill everybody and Mm -hmm. uh, start a fight. Um, You can also go along with it and sabotage the machine. Ooh. Uh, which is it all ends the same way but that way is advantageous um the reason is that halfway through this fight with the her forces the sorrow shows up mm-hmm. uh, with a bunch of fragments and they will uh distract yeah like you do, you do not want to kill these castoffs because they're there to distract the sorrow while you wait for the machine to finish and send us into the ending zone
0: yeah. Well, also the uh the the bloom itself joins the party by sending m- a yes. bunch of the corpuscular maws in. So if like the bloom doesn't like you. The, yeah, uh, the yeah. bloom did
1: not do that for me. The,
0: yeah, uh, but it ended up being advantageous because like if I stayed away from from where they spawned, they would just go after the, for the they would just go after the other castoffs. So I mm-hmm. just kind of like hung out up on the uh up on the staircase uh so, next so to the uh, the residence yeah, chamber. You just yeah. just
1: kind of wait. Like, just, like I, I got nothing to do with this. Yeah. Um, just let everybody, it's, it's funny. Uh, I had something that allowed me to teleport, uh, okay. enemies so I could teleport them close to the sorrow. <laughs> 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 um, okay. oh
0: man. Yeah. Uh, but I, uh, sabotage it. I, you know, deactivated it and, uh, you know, eventually, uh, you, you just run the power through the first cast off to try and stop her. But then, you know, the sorrow, uh, you know, arrives and then you get pulled into the labyrinth. Uh, yes. like something has gone terribly wrong. We have both the resonance chamber and the labyrinth going, and we are now, um, you know, in, in the mind and the we've, game. yeah, we're in the, we're in the end game. And, uh, you know, there's a reason like the, there's a reason for most of the stuff that happens, but like no other cast off has talked about like, Hey, I have this mind palace that I go to. Uh, no, yeah. like you're here and you're real. Everybody else is caught up in their own little torment inside of this place.
1: Yeah. They all live in brain zone. Yes. Uh, that ghostly woman from the beginning of the game is here and you talk to her. Uh, she thinks that she's more than just a memory. Uh, yeah. She is this consciousness of all the cast offs that are in the labyrinth now. Yeah. Um, and the key to stopping the sorrow is in this fathom that's in there. The fathom being a brain zone uh, mm-hmm. called the resonance um well, there's a couple of things we can do here before we go to the end game but if you uh sent Rin home a really great thing here uh, happens Rin appears now as an adult yeah mm-hmm. the, uh, the god of finding that she gave you called out to her um yeah. where she was at time operates on a different scale mm-hmm. um she was able to find you and she's there to help and it's a really really sweet relationship it's so like, I good. Love how they talk. Yeah. It's, it's very like heartwarming. Like you were yeah. there for me and you really were like, uh-huh. it, it doesn't feel hollow. Like a lot of times in a video game where an NPC will be like, you know, thank you for something. Mm-hmm. What they're thanking you for is choosing one option from a menu of three. Uh huh. You know, like all you did was do, it was no skin off your back. Right. right. Like, yeah, I'll, I'll choose good thing because bad thing is bad and I'll just mm-hmm. pick this thing because good thing is good. Rin, you made two really serious mechanical sacrifices that you really feel, mm-hmm. you know, and her being like, "Hey, you did this thing for me. I'm a super god now, yeah, <laughs> uh, she has fucking incredible powers. She can heal like your whole team every turn. It's so for, good. Like, tons, like yeah, it's a really cool mechanical and emotional payoff to this, and one of one yeah. of the better ones in the genre, I think, oh yeah, um, it's
0: it's it's so good really Um, well done yeah and just like she she's she stayed good you know like 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 here you go i mean the 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 ways in which this is a dad game you know but it's like oh yeah like i like by by doing this i i raised a capable and good
1: person who can come back and help me yeah Yeah. it's uh, it's very it's so sweet like i i I just love it so much Uh, yeah it's really really well done
0: yeah, yeah. So, probably,
1: like, she, probably the biggest triumph that this game does is an, on an individual level. Like, mm-hmm. if you had to say the best thing about this game, it would probably be all the fucked up weird little short stories. You yeah. Know? Like, there's decanted about it. It's all really cool. Uh, but the best individual thing is how this red stuff pays off. Yes. And yeah. it sucks because you want the best individual thing to be how the changing god pays off. <laughs> uh, and it's not. Uh, no. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. But the, yeah, this is great.
0: Mm-hmm. Um. Uh so you could go to the residence, maybe just you and Rin. Uh probably wouldn't be that av- advantageous. There are other fathoms you can go to, uh mm-hmm. kind of on the opposite side here. There are three of them. Uh, and you're gonna want to visit those because you want to get your party back, at least to yes. a degree.
1: Yeah, even if you don't do a fight at the end. Yes. Like I got my party back and did a couple of little fights on the way, but like ultimately yeah. Need them. Yeah. I just want to save them because they're my buddies. Yeah, and also uh,
0: like I ended up giving the two people that I went after closure anyway. So yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: The uh, the first one is the most interesting one, uh, the Oasis, and the reason it's interesting is this was going to be a third hub. Yes, um, there was going to be a world that was an underwater world that you went into that was going to be a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, they repurposed that to make it just one little section of the Mind Palace.
0: Yeah, they uh, send here. you to a uh, they sent they send you to a Chrono Cross level.
1: Yeah, it's 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 very Chrono Cross. You swim around mm-hmm. uh, here. Um the people here are trapped in their own illusions, their own torment. You have to break them out.
0: Yes. Um, uh you learn this from a guy at the start named Efimpi. Uh you can yes. find Mazov. He's uh swimming up in the north uh northwest. Uh and he's surrounded by these fishman guards, these Gebra uh guards. Uh his problem is, you know, like his creator abandoned him twice. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm caught here. These guards are around me, even though he's just kind of like floating in the middle of these guys. What you have to do is, you know, be there for for him. You just give him a shin. But he sees that, you know, little, little a coin. He sees that as uh, like actually this morphing key thing that he can use to unshackle himself. Like, oh, somebody is here for me. My torment is resolved.
1: Cool. I have no idea. The game never gave me an option to give him one. Oh, huh. I exhausted all of his stuff, but I could not give him one. Yeah, uh, I admitted quest glitches for me and created a thousand enemies and a thousand multiverses <laughs> who, who will harass me till the end of my days. But yeah. I just couldn't do it. I exhausted his dialogue and I just kept talking to him. And I was like, what do I need to do? Like, he uh-huh. will not. I, and I looked up online. And they're like, you just give him a shin. And I'm like, it's not. I can't. It's not, like, the, tr- it's not the trading interface. There's no. Yeah, trading I don't. I don't have yet. an interface. Like, yeah, yeah, I just talk to him and it just says, like, bye for now or whatever. Yeah. Like, it doesn't happen. him." Yeah. No. It, I, I I will admit I wasn't that into Mazov's story.
0: No, no. Or anything. It,
1: uh, maybe because I didn't do that last Mircaster. Maybe. That would make sense.
0: Yeah. Oh. Um, there's oh. a census taker uh down there who is uh taking notes and you can say, like, oh, h- how does your book work? And he just uh mm-hmm. tries to come up with everything. Oh, maybe it's a Numenera Maybe, you know, there's a coding that makes it, uh, there's nothing to this. You can take the book away from them and read it. And there are just sections about the tides, but it's kind of showing how, uh, each of the tides can actually be, you know, be a bad thing. So like Mm -hmm. the blue tide, you know, it's, uh, basically a person being, you know, uh, getting getting trapped in their hoarder den because they have accumulated all all this knowledge, you know,
1: Uh, stuff like that. Dark tides. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Calesthesia is here as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she believes that she is afloat with all of her sisters in this void of non-existence. Yeah. You have to convince her that she's actually there mm-hmm. and exist. Yeah, And
0: Um, she realizes, oh, I'm in the psychic construct that probably puts me closer than I've ever been to the data sphere. You know, I, I I didn't do anything with her story, so I didn't know. I could probably figure because of this game that she was going after immortality, but she says mm -hmm. like, oh, this might be the way to do it. Like if, if there's anything that torment tides of Numenera has taught me, it's that immortality is messy and complicated. I've been doing this all wrong. Maybe I can just upload myself. Uh, yes. And you can say, like, well, that's what you want. Go for it. And she becomes Calistage uploaded.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's been in the data sphere. This is also where you can convince her to use the device that the surgeons gave her mm-hmm. to collapse her back down. Yeah. You know, uh, both of which, uh, you know, she either gets the immortality, she becomes uploaded, or she becomes a person and is okay being a person. Yes. Um. There's a village that we go to that has Matkina. Uh, really interestingly, I never took Makina with me. I just talked to her, mm-hmm. so she was an NPC here, but she wasn't. I couldn't do any interactions to get her. Oh, weird! Yeah, it was interesting. Like uh, she said that she would join me back in the day, but I just didn't, never had a place for her in my party. Yeah, so those options were also not there for me.
0: Huh. I mean, that must be why I didn't see Tybeer or um. Uh yep. oh, gosh, uh, yeah, Al- Al- Algar- Ellinger. Same same yeah. thing
1: with me. Like those guys didn't show up for me uh, no. at all.
0: Yeah, Uh, But she's trapped in this kind of imaginary battle to the death. She's like reliving the stuff that happened in her Mirrorcaster. What we did. Uh, We're in her village is what this is. And the solution to this is to act like your Tash uh, Mm -hmm. and say like, Oh, you know, just kill me. And she'll stand. yeah, well, (laughs) (laughs) she, she, she will, she will kill you, quote unquote, stab you and do some damage, but that, you know, gives her the victory and she snaps out of it.
1: Yeah. Uh, the uh, the final fathom you go to is Crefton, which is this huge junkyard. Uh, Tol Magor is there, the slaver who originally uh, got you Rin, being tormented by shades of all these people who are addicted to the title surges that came from her. Um, Rin wants to help her, which I really like. You mm-hmm. know, Rin has perspective. Like, Rin, you know, is like, you. I hate this person, but it's not really their fault. Yeah. You know? Um, so you can use this title surge to send them away, and she collapses into peace and has yeah. uh, Erdos is here. Mm-hmm. here for me uh the audience was not outside of him trying to get back in they were just there uh and this is where i'm like eric you want to come with me and then like he gets a sober face look on his face says i know what you did and then breaks into a smile and says of course uh and then <laughs> joins me oh <laughs> no like, oh man shit <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i know what you did come on let's go yeah, like yeah.
1: oh fuck man all right <laughs> uh
0: but here because i chose the option that i did uh they're outside of him and he is you know temporarily himself uh and you can uh, kind of just say like okay well you know you're out of him now uh and they say no we had a bargain even if he didn't know that he entered into one um and they say and they say you know fact still remains eridus more nanos than man at this point Um, you know, he's, he, like he, he is, he is going to die if we're, if we're outside of him. Uh, and I use my title affinity and I pass a check, uh, to separate the audience from him permanently deciding like, no, this is, this is what his true self wanted. Like I am foregoing taking him as a combatant into the end of this game. And you know, there you go. He is going to die, but he is going to die as himself. Uh, and so he fades away into nothing, you know, crying gratefully, you know, thank you.
1: Yeah. 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 Arguably a more dignified end than the one that I gave him in the slide <laughs> where he wandered the earth forever until he was just wandering around on his knees because his he'd worn his legs down Good into God. nothing, being animated by these machines. Oh, awful. Uh, and then I like just found him as a skeleton, uh, like a blonde <laughs> skeleton. <laughs> <At some> point, <laughs> they say it's like going to sleep. Uh, you enter the, the resonance here. Uh, starting the series of scenes zones and zones in realms yeah. to get to here. Uh the first is a scene from the endless battle. Uh Rema Cry- Cairo, who is one half of that arguing couple for Malevast, Vast, attacks. Um you have to smash this crystal nearby to break her from her fugue, uh, and then she'll join you. Um there's some members of the first militia fighting near some pylons. If you activate the pylons, it will freeze them. So you don't have to yeah. kill them.
0: trick is you have to do it all in one round. So you have yeah. to split up your party. Yeah.
1: Yep. Uh, So you just have to absorb some shots. Since you have super Rin with you, Rin can just heal every turn. Mm -hmm. Uh, You could do this all day, literally. Yeah. Um, There are more soldiers ahead uh, as Paj and some other castoffs are trying to keep the militia away from this cave door. Yeah. Um, You know, they won't listen when you say that this endless battle is an illusion. So you have to go up to the door and get in. You can kill everyone Mm -hmm. or you can go up to the door and pass a bunch of checks to get in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mm -hmm. They mostly killed each other. While you know, I was doing this, uh, yeah, I think one did. guy survived.
0: They didn't um, seem too concerned about me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you get inside uh, and you see kind of these younger versions of the changing God and the first cast off bickering with each other. You know, the changing God is saying like, oh, you like you think you're people. That's not true. I only, you know, I don't see you as children. I only had one daughter. You know, and, you know, the the first cast off of you says, like, you know, you just you walk around not fearing death. And he says, you know, what happened to her reminds me of the danger of death every day. Like, I'm not as oblivious to your struggle as what as what you might think. And this dialogue works out in, in an interesting way because you are picking, you are picking the choices, but the echoes that you're seeing here, the, you know, the, the, the two, uh, the two arguing people, uh, your words come out of the first kind of phrased as a question, as she would say it in the middle of this big, you know, you know, screaming match that was happening between them.
1: Yeah. Like you're influencing her. Yes. And what she says in the, this memory.
0: Yeah, you know, um, um, you know, and I end up saying like, oh, you know, like just we're we're people, we're we're not you know toys for you, right? You know, our lives exist. are our own. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: doing this uh, enough, you know, they they go both over through the portal. You can go through this portal at this point, and you're a, a fathom in a residence chamber, very similar to where mm-hmm. you were born. Um, this hex fall floor falls away, leaving five platforms, or on the central platform with a stasis pod in it. We've seen these stasis pods before
2: yeah
1: um there's a little bit of a kind of a puzzle here yeah. uh one of the platforms can spawn this doppelganger of you that's female like your character choice if you had chosen the opposite gender mm-hmm. um it's short-lived but it wants to help i mean yeah. why are you a woman it's like oh the changing god who's pushing these limitations you know uh you know even after centuries with our creator i can't explain the fastidiousness about gender it's just the way he is <laughs> um and he created this uh thing basically to think out loud yeah you know he wanted to have a a program to talk to 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 work through things but it works against him because it can go and stand on certain little bits allowing you to get to the middle chamber uh where the uh the cryo chamber thing is
0: yeah it is very funny because the uh the little assistant will only be alive to issue one command it runs over presses the button the floor changes and then they explode like a balloon of blood
1: yep (laughs) Yeah, you know, the having done died as it lived. <laughs> uh, you go to the stasis chamber, uh, and the ghostly woman appears here that we've seen. Seeing the body, she remembers what she is, and this is kind of unlocking the motivations uh, for for the changing god here. This was the changing god's daughter, yes, uh, actual daughter. Um, He was trying to have her outrun the sickness. Uh, by transferring, you know, it was a last resort, transferring her mind into new bodies, mm-hmm. the sickness would follow. That's why there are all these people in Saga's Cliffs who had, like, this personality trying to imprint upon them. Yeah. Uh, there's her. Uh, so we put her in stasis until he could figure it out. Yeah. Uh,
0: so her situation basically just mirrors his, you know, transferring bodies, but something still comes after Comes after and gets her. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, so we can ask her like, Hey, you, can you build a path out of here? You know, since, since this fathom is her memories, uh, and she does. And she says, Hey, you know, please stop my dad. Like this has gotten out of hand.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So you're taking this large chamber with three doors. The center one's locked and we have to touch both doors that take us into New memories. Uh, these are the important ones that are explaining the game. Yes. Uh, you go into the right door and we're taking this orbital platform above the ninth world. Uh, just before your birth as a falling star, this is where you came from in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, you're in your own body before you were born, holding the staff that contains the backup of the changing god's personality that will eventually yeah. become the scepter. Oh, uh, uh, the specter. He, he, he is of. a scepter,
0: Sorry. but will become a specter.
1: Yes. Whoopsie doodle. Uh, yeah, the <laughs> specter scepter. Uh, the, the, um, the staff that will become the scepter is very funny. <laughs> <laughs> tap B stop it
2: <laughs> oh
0: man uh, but, but uh, we're running tests so you're coming into the situation you're about to uh, try to get the resonance chamber like up and running you're just mm-hmm. you, like our final tests. what we're doing and we just need to make sure that this new body that I have made that I've cloned here uh, is going to work with the resonance chamber we have to see but before the test can can, can execute uh, the sorrow shows up, uh, yep. you know, and it starts destroying the platform, uh, which is this big setback. Like, you know, this was an all or nothing kind of thing. This platform contained, like it was a repository for all of the knowledge that the changing God had, uh, had amassed. So, yep. you know, very, very specifically, most of the infrastructure that he had for doing the thing he was doing is gone by the end of the game.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, you do these kind of choose your own adventure checks to get some advantages and, push off the, the uh, sorrow, mm-hmm. like delay it. You know, you can pick up Numenera's or uh, yeah. uh, ciphers rather that will slow it down and uh, allow you to get some more information, but ultimately you end up having to re- reach the the escape cocoon Yeah, there and and start the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you use the left door, you are in the mere caster of the Changing Gods Laboratory where he was trying to help his daughter. Yeah. Um, this is the more interesting uh, of them. Yes. There is, uh You're kind of poking around Uh, when this rumble happens, the sorrow is coming and an AI appears, that's a copy of you, Mm -hmm. uh, that says like, Hey, listen, we're not going to be able to save her. Um, and you can keep trying to save her. Yeah. Uh, you, you want to do this. Um, you can't, there's nothing that will do that will do it. Yeah. Um, and ultimately you and the smear caster as the changing God die. Yeah. Uh, you get pulled into the sorrow. This is the big reveal. The changing God uh, died before the game started. Mm-hmm. The The thing that has been, that has survived has been this AI basically.
0: Yeah. This copy it's, of it. Yeah. Because he would, you know, back up. <laughs> he, he was r- running time machine every week. He had this yeah. backup that went into the scepter so he could talk to himself. Uh, yeah. And then uh, th- that is what has been, you know, proceeding the original changing God, you know, got killed and Mika's actual body. That's what happened there. The, the, the yes. got her, got both yep. of them.
1: Yep. Uh, so yeah, that sucks. You return to this big chamber and Mika's ghost is there. Uh, Mika's the daughter. Yeah. Yeah. The daughter, uh, disappointed that in the end you couldn't save her, but realize like, Hey, some memories are unchangeable. Like this, these were not mirror casters. These were like doors. Yeah. Basically the changing God, uh, and the first warp in and they start arguing about who gets to use the residence chamber. We know because of our good friend Tom that it's, <laughs> it's a bad idea to do this. Uh, the Changing God says, "Like I'm doing this, I'm going to get rid of all of these ghosts of Mika and and all of you." Mm-hmm. But we can do this little perception test here. It says Mika's ghost doesn't recognize the specter as her father.
0: No, no, you know. And your character realizes, oh. Like, we're in my mind space. This thing that has acted like it was in control of everything, it's just a backup. It's just a reflection like any of these others.
1: Yep. Uh, yeah. And you can challenge them with this. It's kind of neat. Like, Rin will back you up.
0: You mm-hmm. know? Th- this is this is devastating. I love this. I saw it. I saw her in her face. You're a stranger to her, is what yep. Rin says. Like, devastating.
1: And you start making this argument. You have to really kind of pile on the evidence. Yeah. For it, like, because initially, I'd be like, it's you know why? Because I lost consciousness. Are you a new person every time you go to sleep? You mm-hmm. know, and I'm like, fuck, man, am I a new person every time I go to sleep? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, kind of getting into some soma shit. Uh,
0: yeah, you're you're arguing to him that the ending of soma doesn't
1: matter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so the, the the um uh eventually you, you get through to him. Yeah, you know, um, and he, you know, it kind of breaks him. He's as close as anything ever was to the changing god, but that being is actually gone. Yeah. You know, uh the Spectre appears here. Rin leaves. Uh Rin says, Listen, I need to go. I'm happy I was able to help you. You know, things Mm -hmm. are resolved. I need to go home. You part very amicably and say, like, hey, if you ever need me again, the god of finding will bring me to you. Yeah. You know, very sweet. Yes.
0: So you go through the central door and you're in the last fathom. You're just in this dark void and you are standing at the feet of the sorrow. Um, and this is where she gives you the riot act. She says, you know, like, doesn't matter what happened up to here. You know, I need to stop what I need to stop everything that the changing God did, uh, because your existence, what the changing God has done by creating you has perverted the tides and released suffering all around you.
1: Yeah. Here, here's, uh, so I, this doesn't work for me. Uh, this, I think this stuff sucks. Uh, so this is what we learn. You know, uh, the sorrow is from the world where the tides came from and where Um came from and is basically a defense mechanism. Yeah, she's one of the seals. The t- one of the seals when the tides get fucked up. Right. Um, we say like would the changing God's plan have worked. It's like, no, not, you know, not with him. You know, he couldn't. Re- he would try it, but then he would make more cast offs.
0: Couldn't stop himself.
1: You know, couldn't stop himself. He's, he's a douchebag um you know and i'm like well could we pick somebody else who's already tuned in the labyrinth who wouldn't do this um and you know she's like you yeah, maybe uh the first plans would have ruptured the title seals destroying the minds of thousands so if the first yeah. got her way then a lot of people would be hurt from yes because there'd be a huge burst like the one where you landed and mm-hmm. made calestasia and Elgern fight each other yeah
0: yeah Uh, and you can ask like she's basically saying like, all right, well, let's decide what to do. She's not here to kill. Ending bot, yeah, yeah. Let's let's ending bot this. You can ask like, all right, well, like, what if we just set everything back to the way things were when we started? Like the cast offs can go, you know, like the Mm -hmm. the 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 changing god is no longer you know doing it doing this stuff. She says, yeah, but you know. What I said about the tides being, you know, corrosive is still true. Like I would still continue hunting every, every last one of you down. So it's either condemn everybody to a, to a slow death and a life of fear, always looking over their shoulder or, you know, like my whole plan is kill all of you now. So that's cool. Yeah, We could do either.
1: (laughs) It's here. So the, here we keep talking about this sucking. Uh, the reason it sucks is you're like, okay, operating the tides is bad, yes you know and you can be like what about what's her head from the thing she never used her tights and the the sorrow says well uh, you didn't see it but everywhere she went just sadness and misery and madness followed yeah oh you like, know what kind of weird fucking like addendum is that ps yeah. everywhere this person was who was very important who was representing what was presented at the time as a major like choice, like a philosophical faction of. This. She thought like,
0: she had agency. Like yes. we, we can exist as cast offs without using this, this cheat without doing this thing that we know is messing with laws that we cannot comprehend. Even her just by existing as this open wound in reality that seeped out and, you know, caused misery around her in incalculable incalculable ways. This you is not something thought. you have no agency in this. There, there is yep. no, there, there is no choice that you can make going forward to be good because yeah, that's just, it's just coming off of you.
1: You are just poison. The, the all of the good you did in this game, which it's it's a CRPG, it's about making these choices. Like mm-hmm. you know, like you do good stuff in video games a lot. It, one of the hallmarks of this specific genre is you run into people and you have specific like you specifically choose to help them because mm-hmm. you can choose not to for other advantages. Um if you chose to help them, it does mm-hmm. not matter. They were hurt anyway. It just yeah. happened off screen mm-hmm. when when you weren't looking.
0: Yeah, they got a canker sore.
1: And I'm the god of the sorrow, and I just told you that's what happened. You didn't see it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't enforced by the entire game you played. There were a couple little hints of it, like the, the Tol Magor, the slaver who had to use the tides on other people mm-hmm. to do this and was using Rin. Like, fair enough. You know? No. Uh, uh, the the guy, the Endless Gate guy, that guy sucked. Mm-hmm. You know? But there are plenty of people who were seemed like they're basically fine. Yeah, Makina
0: uh, you know, oh, uh, specifically yeah. not fine, but
1: okay. Yeah, no, yeah, Makina not fine, but like, uh, you know, the Memo Vera, her plan was bad, but she uh-huh. was just existing. Yeah. Uh, Zoloft or whatever his fucking name was, he was just existing. <laughs> yeah. uh, you could just exist, you know, yeah. uh, all those people in the sanctuary, mm-hmm. they were just existing. Like, and but the, just the, to be told, like just as text, no, 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 <laughs> no it was actually hugely harmful. That they yeah. would do that—that just blows so much tremendous amounts of ass.
0: Yeah, <laughs> like, and like th- th- this is this is Monday morning quarterbacking. This is assuming that they would have the resources to do this if they could. But like, take an inventory of every time you could have used a, t- a, t- a title surge to, uh, you know, to, to to fix something, right? To mm-hmm. get what you wanted, um, and then write to negative outcomes. Um, about, uh, you know, what happens. So the direct one, when you use the tide and say, well, but I didn't use the tide there and then say, well, actually, so here's how that went bad anyway.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: you know, at least that would show the futility of what this is. You exist as this, you know, it's, it's tail all this time. You exist as a thumb in the eye of the process of life and death. You know, just, it, it is, you know, I'm not something you, you can outrun. The nature of what you are, of what you are is not something you can outrun. Uh, like at least show your work on that as opposed to just saying, Oh, take it on faith that everybody you interacted with, you know, got sick and died in some way. Um, after you, after you were gone.
1: Alternatively, I also would have really liked the option for the sorrow to be wrong. Yeah. You could have been like, no, but actually like I went back and checked Mm -hmm. like, you know, that they, there was this problem, but I went back and fixed it
0: to have something that's actually omniscient and omnipotent in this. Yeah, it kind of it, breaks it, it, like, it. Like, are it's you a actually cheat. a god?
1: Yeah, yeah. You, the you. It's it's really underlining a huge difference between this and Planescape Torment, right? Yeah. Where like that was all there were forces, there were objectionably true things in it, but the main conflict wasn't. Yeah. The reason why you were harmful in Torment wasn't just the nature of your being. Right. It was choices that your past self had made. Yeah. You know, and that was a game about justice. Like, mm-hmm. do I subsume? To these mm-hmm. things these are things that i did you may not remember them yeah. but they're things i did i have changed that's good it's mm-hmm. not enough i still right. have to pay the piper because yeah. you know uh this is not that it's not no. landing either of these themes like, like we'll get to the summations here in a minute but i no. also the fatherhood the dad stuff doesn't work at all no uh, because the the changing god being like you don't matter to me. You're not a person. Is mm-hmm. a non-starter argument to a sentient being. <laughs> yeah, uh, you you don't get to say like a sentient thing is just not a person. There's uh-huh. no sympathy no. to that. That's not a well-argued position. Yeah. You also don't get to say like this feels like a band-aid because the idea was I was supposed to feel guilty for things the, the changing God did. I didn't. I was a totally different person. Yeah. It's saying no, no, no. You, you're just tainted, though. It's original sin. <laughs> Doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> and original <laughs> yeah. sin fucking sucks. Yep it, it's, it's a horrible principle. It doesn't make any sense. It, it spits in the <laughs> eye of free will. And in a genre that is about free will, or is close yeah. to being about free will, giving you the illusion of free will, as yeah. much as a video game can, it explicitly feels really shitty. Um, it also,
0: I mean, based, so I've, I've continued poking at source books about this, you know, because okay. it's an interesting, it's an interesting setting. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, I got like, there's a big bundle of Numenera stuff. So I just have all these PDFs hanging around. So I've been poking at it. And like, and also like the, the sorrow feels like it's kind of going, going really against like what I think Numenera is like, oh, there are these things that we call gods. There are these things that we call magic, but it's all, no, that's not what that is like it's it's wizard of oz shit so the yeah. the sorrow pretending to be all knowing you know at least regards this like not it's it's all toys like it's all it's it's all stuff that people made you know yeah. it's just sufficiently advanced technology like it, <laughs> you coming in and saying no like that's not demons that's nanomachines there's a logic that they adhere to uh rin making her gods you know like oh we call it a god but it's actually not they're effective in different ways but it is not the on mission being throwing into this setting this thing that it thinks that it is omniscient and all powerful and actually is feels yeah. like it does it feel it does not feel of a piece with like the coolest stuff that I have read about this setting.
1: Yeah, yeah, I uh, agreed. Lousy. <laughs> uh, this is your choo- you know ending Tron Two Thousand. Right. You know what you what you choose here. Um, you can say uh, you can fight the sorrow. Mm-hmm. And then you have a, a boss fight at the end. Yeah. I think I did that my first playthrough. Okay. I think that's the ending I went through. Uh this one I said, Hey, what about me? Put all the cast offs in me. Yeah. Fuck it. I'm awesome. <laughs> uh, she says, Are you awesome? And then you can name a couple awesome things you did. Okay. Uh, and then she'll do it. She's like, Yeah, that'll work it. Uh and i be like, you'll lose the ability. although they'll mm-hmm. all be gone. You'll lose the access to the tides, but you'll be like a person. And yeah. I'm like, Great, I'll be a person. Yeah. and i was a person and that was my ending
0: yeah my ending was and like this is not anything that i've like read about so i don't know how rare this is i don't know if it's if you pass that perception check to see that mika doesn't recognize her dad or whatever if um, even if you
1: don't do it rin does it for you Okay, uh, yeah this is just it's there's not none of these are rare uh, yeah i'm not saying that to steal specialness from you it's just no i wasn't trying it's to just it's specialness. an ending tron 2000. Like you just choose what you want to do.
0: Yeah. I wasn't sure if there was, if if there were conditions that need, that needed to be satisfied. My solution was, okay, well, you know, if no cast off is, you know, if none of our cast off consciousnesses are going to, you know, work, what if we merge all of the cast offs into Mika's consciousness? She's attuned to the labyrinth, Uh, you know, this daughter, this person who died, uh, you know, let her take over the, let her take over my body and live out the life that she wasn't able to live, you know, back when, uh, she died, uh, or, you mm-hmm. know, early on because of that sickness, you know, and I chose that one just because that seemed like the most just, which is like, all right, if what you say is true and no cast off can, can, you know, can exist because of, you know, the problems, uh, <laughs> then, you know, let her walk forward. She's, she's got nothing to do with this. Right. And so that's, that's what ends up happening.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I did not feel any attachment to the daughter hmm. uh, was the thing like, yes, she deserved this thing, but she was also a stranger. Yeah. Up until this point, uh, she died in the fight with the, um the, the guys who took over sagas cliffs. That's where she got hurt Yeah. and stuff. And I, it just felt like, Oh, it's a, uh, it, it's all of a sudden out of nowhere. Here we are, Yeah. you know, with some guys. So I just, yeah. it, I don't like it as a choice because I don't really like any of the choices. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, it
0: like that also felt mo- most in line with my, what my character had done before, you know?
1: Yeah. So,
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. <sighs> but, um, for me, you know, just, you you make that choice and then, uh, the fir- last cast off's body wakes up, uh, you know, st- still in the bloom, uh, for some reason, Calistage and Iridus are there, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and the, and the sorrow is there. You know, Mika, you know, sp- you know, speaking out of my body, ask the others what they're going to do. Calistate says later uh, and then <laughs> it just dissolves to return to the data sphere. I'm out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Eridus says he's going to go uh, search for a new beginning. He's going to try and make the world a better place for somebody else. So it actually wasn't true. The nanos didn't, you know, dissolve him when they left.
1: Interesting. The yeah. uh, That feels a little bit like a hand wave. Like he probably it really should does. Have died. I, I don't yeah. I don't like, like that. I, I don't like that he gets yeah. to go and be a, a, a you know yeah a himbo an eternal yeah. himbo uh i traveled the world with calisys and we mm-hmm. went and sought out all the world's mysteries yeah. and uh um was there and Aridus <laughs> uh t- was marionetted through the desert until his legs dissolved <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah uh, a big bummer of an ending yeah i think i i just i don't it's so weird that both the big themes of this are so flat. Um, Yeah. It is an interesting question what it means to be. So like this game is very sweaty in its ways to try to repeat Planescape Torment stuff. Yeah. Planescape Torment. uh, What can change the nature of a man, right? That is a game about your past self. You have made mistakes. You have done monstrous things. Does that matter? How much does that matter? What happens when you are confronted with the consequences of those things. You may not feel connected to your past, but it happened. It was you, mm-hmm. you know, this game says, what value does a person have? Um, yeah. the, the lady at the, the cast sanctuary asks you this, like, what value is one life? And you can be like everything. And, and she's really impressed. Yeah. The game does not live that theme. No. Uh, even a little bit. You know, there, there's the the girl, the daughter, who is one life, you mm-hmm. know, but by, and I'm not saying this, I don't like the endings of this game as presented. I'm not yeah. condemning your choice. What you effectively do when you, and it's also what I did, when you mm-hmm. collapse all the castoffs into one person, be it yourself or the daughter, you are killing tons of sentient life. Mm-hmm. You're You're making a choice that on the surface is in favor of one life. Yeah. But you're you're condemning tons of people who are only not innocent because the game at the last minute says, hey, hey actually, they're bad. Mm-hmm. It, it just it's so flat from oh, a thematic and also, like, perspective.
0: And it's like, no matter what choice you make, like, say you, you know, keep all of the cast offs, you know, with all their flaws and positions of power okay, they're going to continue doing all this stuff, you know, the world, you know, basically the status quo is going to continue. Uh, You know, if you believe like, okay, the castoffs are a problem, they're going to be out, you know, like just let's take them all away. If you take all the castoffs away, it explicitly says like, yeah, you know, like that left power vacuums and people are flawed too, you know, just like castoffs are. So the world didn't get appreciably better because of the decision you made. Like it just basically, it just basically says that like life is going to continue. Like you, you do not leave a legacy on this.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really disappointing yeah because it's, it does itself no favors. It, it, it's a cool story, Mm -hmm. right? It just does itself no favors being compared to Planescape Torment. Like it's, I ended up liking the play of it a lot more, even though I do kind of hate the ending the second time because I had expectations set. Mm-hmm. I was expecting to ask questions about myself at the yeah. end of this. Like I was expecting to think, Oh, like what do I think about these issues? Mm-hmm. How does this relate to my life? There's nothing that's relatable about this at all because you, you can make kids, but you can't make little non, like only bizarre people, you know, the worst people in the world would ever think their kids are not sentient mm-hmm. in our life. Um, it's just not, there's not, it's not relatable enough and you know. nothing in it maps onto life or the human experience very well. It ends up working really well as a story, like a cool sci-fi story and a great playground for cool ideas. Yeah. And all of that stuff is really valuable. Like I would not give that up. I think it makes it mm-hmm. worth playing. Uh but it ends up being very disappointing in terms of having a central thrust.
0: Yeah. It just uh like like none of the ends meet. Is yeah. uh, is 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 the thing, and you know, the, it is it is the useless question that. You know, you kind of can't help yourself from asking, which is like, okay, it, does, it did itself no, no favors by attempting, by marketing itself as a follow-up to this, you know, massively good thing. So do you hold it against it for not being as good, recognizing that that, that the job was impossible? And my answer yeah. is, of 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 course you hold it against it. They could have tried to do something different. They could have. Well,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> it invites the comparisons as well. Yeah. It, it, it was funded on the back of those comparisons.
0: Yeah. Right. Like it, it doesn't it, exist without that
1: it wouldn't exist without them. You know, it's, it's, I don't do not consider it a person. <laughs> it, is, it is a chaff that was, uh, so you, you do compare it. It wants to be compared. It's also a really interesting thing, uh, playing this in the wake of disco Elysium, which is the real, uh, follow-up mm-hmm. to, to planescape torment. Like that is the real CRPG that when you, and there may have been other ones since then that I haven't played yet, but like yeah. that is one where you play it and you think, Oh shit. Like, I want to ask myself these questions Yeah, What do I think about this? Um, yeah, I, I'm bringing
0: it, my, I'm bringing my values and my perspective into this in a way that games do not ask of me.
1: Yes. Generally. And this might affect yeah. my values and perspectives mm-hmm. in a way that is not typical to games. No. Um, that is a really intense legacy that this game entirely fails to live up to. Yeah. And that's okay. Uh, it can still be good and worthwhile, but it's, it's, it makes an interesting pair with Shadow on Hong Kong because they're both games that are done no favors being directly compared to their predecessors, which were some all-timers. You know, they both have that kind of element to them. Like, neither of them ask as deep a questions or do quite as good a job mm-hmm. at it. So, yeah. glad we did it. Uh, it's a good game. It's a cool game. Uh, In Exile is a good company. I just kind of wish this had a better overarching plot.
0: Yeah. Happy to finally get a chance to play it. You know, kind of new. Uh well, I guess I didn't know when it came out because we weren't doing new stuff back at the yeah. time. Yeah. I'm happy to have finally gotten around to it. Um I I I, I enjoy uh the uh I, I enjoy the Numenera setting and I'm gonna continue poking at uh poking at the um uh, source books and stuff like that. But uh yeah, basically cosign on a bunch of what you said.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's uh it's it's a, a minor bummer. Yeah. But not a major rubber yeah. Um, and the other thing too, I guess it's worth talking about, and this is such a us thing to say, it's the only reason why we're doing two things this week. Uh I would like more CRPGs of this length. Yep. I think that part of why this gets away with being a more modest story, if it had been pitched different, you know, and did not have these comparisons and these kind of like illusions of loft to it, mm-hmm. a 26 hour CRPG that was a little bit less ambitious in its grand themes and was more just like, let that stuff live at the margins and you can put it together if you want. Have Mm -hmm. it live in the short stories would have really worked. Yeah. You know, uh, Viva, the dream game that, you know, I'm not the first person to pitch it, but the, the, uh, Bethesda game, that's just side quest. (laughs) Give me the, give me tides of Numenera, but you are, there isn't really a main thing. Mm-hmm. You're just going yeah. to these zones and engaging with these micro tasks that are really cool.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah. And just the, it it sounds like a real slice of lifey and, you know, uh pleasant frog detective, but like what if there's not a huge problem to solve? What if your goal is to find a place in the world, right? By yeah. doing these side quest kind of things. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um yeah. So so good, good. I'm glad we did mm-hmm. Uh next, uh, if you have anything to say about Tyson Numenera. Go to DuckFeed.tv slash contact by December 15th. Um, also, if you have anything to say about Shadow on Hong Kong or fun arcade stories.
0: Yeah. Uh, all of that is there. Um, that deadline is December the 15th. January's games. Uh, first, we're doing What Remains of Edith, Edith Finch. Then we are doing Heretic. Heretic, mm-hmm. right? Heretic. Yep. Then we're doing Heretic. Uh, and the premium game for January is going to be Hades. Um, uh, if you are so the whole episode, uh, the, the whole, like the entire premium episode goes to our patrons. Everybody gets to hear kind of the generality stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you can hear the whole thing by becoming our patron. If you have thoughts about any of those games, write in by January the 15th, duckfeed.tv slash contact. If you have thoughts about multiple games, please separate them. That uh, makes my job easy.
1: Yeah. Uh, clear your calendars for the weekend of the 16th, 17th and 18th of December. That is when we're doing mm-hmm. Duckstream stream this year our annual 48 hour live stream to benefit the transactive gender project out of Lewis and Clark college. It's going to be a hell of a time. Yeah. It's going to be a real blast.
2: Yeah.
0: Games and, uh, uh, hanging around. That's long enough for like a little culture to form in the chat, which is fun. Yes. Uh, I get to, uh, show up, uh, early in the morning and, uh, uh, have people say things that are complete nonsense to me. Uh, Because you guys made them into something overnight.
1: (laughs) Micro memes. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Games and goofs. Yeah.
0: And Uh, raising money for a uh, very important cause.
1: Yeah. uh, Maybe our ninth year, eighth or ninth year doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Very fun. Uh, If you are a non-white, non-cis, non-straight dude, and you do a project you'd like to have highlighted, please send me an email at gary at duckfeed.tv. Uh, we like to do these little shout outs, uh, this episode, uh, I want to shout out coming out with Lauren and Nicole. Um, this is, uh, you can find this at comingoutpod.com. This is a, a podcast, the basic, just, uh, queer folk from different backgrounds, experiences, share their coming out story, whatever that phrase means to them. Yeah. And they use this as a jumping off point to discuss topics, uh, you know, in queer culture, uh, great idea. Yeah. Uh, you know, like interest super interesting. Their uh key art, their podcast art, features both their dogs, both of which are adorable. There's oh. a Doxy and a Chihuahua. Mm. Uh two good breeds. Um, yeah. And <laughs> uh yeah, uh big big shout out to uh Lauren. This podcast seems awesome and people should check it out. It sounds yeah. like something that our audience might dig. Coming up pod com. Yeah, indeed. Uh as for us, you can go to patreon.com slash to get those premium episodes, to uh support uh episodes, um, to uh do all kinds of stuff. Support your boys mm-hmm. as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh this is our full time job, and we can, you know, do these big CRPGs. You can dedicate a month to a month to that because, you know, we, it's, th- it's this is just what we work. do.
1: It's a lot, it's yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah it's it's a lot uh so do that if you want to support us we really appreciate it if you cannot afford that uh please tell your friends leave ratings reviews on apple Podcasts or podcast addict
0: it is all welcome yeah.
1: uh yeah. until next time what do they watch out for cole
0: uh until next time watch out for yourself you were bad all along and were deleterious to everybody around you yeah
1: good you night didn't know it
0: and they didn't <laughs> they didn't see it just trust
1: rest assured
2: yeah <laughs>